following program has adult language and potential spoilers. Listener be advised. And I want to talk about Hulk. I want to talk Hulk. about Hulk first. No, we're not. We're gonna. That's a separate episode. But I don't want to do that episode, so I want to talk about it now. Okay, but we don't want to do that. So you, okay. you can say what you want to say about the Hulk, and then yeah, that's fine. Then I'll edit it out and see it in the next episode. No, that's fine. No, that's fine. Okay. I'm just gonna just give him more work. That's just one of the first times I remember the three of us all getting together and showing up at a theater and standing on to see the Hulk movie together. Was that first uh, Universal Hulk movie? I didn't see the Hulk. I didn't see it with you. Yeah, you did. I saw it. We all stood in line. I saw it. Is it not we all? I wasn't there. Yes, you were, dude. I didn't see the Hulk. Yes, you were. No, I didn't see it with you. I saw it with my sister and my cousin and her friends at Edwards Theater. I saw it on VHS. Who stood in line with me at AMC 30 and saw that movie? It wasn't me. It wasn't either one of us. What year was that? 2003, maybe. It wasn't me, dude. I know. I know. I know when I saw it because I threw. I got pissed off because we got to the theater late, and that's before this amazing. I swear to God, I you got to the theater late. We were standing in line. No, no. I saw it. I saw it at Edwards. I saw it at Edwards Theater with my sister, my cousin, and some of their friends. I remember because I got and sat down and saved our seats because they were taking their sweet time. Like, oh, we're gonna go get snacks, and I'm like, the theater's gonna fill up, and we're gonna get shitty seats. So I had to fucking like own five seats the whole time, and I hate those people that do that shit. And I had to do it. I remember. Okay, recollection is that you and I saw Spider Man, and we didn't like it, the the first Spider Man movie. And so when the whole came out, I was just like, you know what? Nah, I'm just gonna pass. I stood in line at fucking midnight to go see Hulk, and somebody AMC. 30? At AMC 30. And I saw it with one of you motherfuckers. Not me. Okay. I never Not saw me. it theatrically. I saw it at Edwards. Call around. The tr- I've never seen a Hulk movie theatrically. feel it, buried somewhere deep inside, watching me, waiting. But you know what scares me the most? When I can't fight it anymore, when it takes over, when I totally lose control. Podcast. I'm the machine. With me is Mr. Fix It and Diablo Frank. And today we're here to talk about Universal Pictures Hulk from 2003, starring Eric Bana, Jennifer Connelly, and that one guy from Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. I was going to say that guy from Tombstone. Roadhouse. Not the movie. Not the pizza. The movie. Wade Garrett. Oh God, is this your fascination with him again? One of my fucking American heroes. Yes. 
You know he styled his life after this. We got to go through the story. Uh, okay. No, we don't because I did yeah. read it on a one song each. Listen to okay. one song each. Great show. <laughs> hey, everybody. Listen to one song each. Okay, so we've covered Iron Man, 10-year anniversary. We watched The Incredible Hulk. We did. 10-year anniversary. And now we decided to jump back because we talked about the Hulk so much we weren't really... No, we fucking remember anything about this movie about the Universal Hulk. What do we do now? Nobody remembers anything about this movie, right? I remember going to the theater. You you had this vivid man. I had vivid vivid memory that we. we all also, I was like, I did not see it. I stood in line with somebody. I don't remember who it was. But yeah, I, I mean, I saw the movie once, and I don't think I've ever seen it again. And I left going, wow, that was super boring. I don't like it. And it wasn't fun. It wasn't X two, and it wasn't uh, any of the Raimi Spider Man movies to that. Day. It wasn't. It wasn't Blade, and it wasn't Blade. So it had to have sucked. So anyway, I'm kind of excited to watch this movie again. So we just started it, guys. I think I'm at a time in my life where I can actually appreciate. I'm actually just watching them. I'm like, I'm appreciating the look, the feel so far. We should let them know we we were about ten minutes into the movie. We went ahead and watched the opening credits and the origin sequence, the early life of uh, Bruce Banner. He actually explains something that I thought about I, for a moment that was like oh damn you leave for doing that they show can i talk about it where sure, where the father is experimenting on starfish and lizards trying to create and monkeys, re- and monkeys. no well, no i think the monkey was like test run but he was taking the ability of the starfish and lizards to regenerate and trying to place it in a primate i guess so they can regenerate and to heal soldiers and he states that he can't do that he well and he's also searching for immortality immortality well yeah but he's trying to do this for the military and he tells him i can't do that but i can make the immune system super you know souped up where i guess it'll cure it so or cure you faster well, and also he was investigating the toxins that some of these creatures would emit cuz he was looking for uh, weaponization options to like biological weaponization of the soldiers and so he's injecting himself he's self doing self modifying self-modifications. The, the actor who's portraying young Sam Elliott tells him that the government and the president himself has said that you cannot test on human subjects. I don't and think so, that's Sam Elliott. I don't think that's Ross. Yes, it is. Is it? Yes, absolutely it is. Oh, did, I did mention like I watched the movie like two weeks ago. So I'm, you bastard. Yeah. You saw it without us. So he's injecting himself with these self-modifications. Then he goes into town and he gets a little wow, wow, wow with some chick. No, he, it's his wife, dude. Was it? I yes. didn't think he was married at the time. Yes, he's married. It's, oh. it's the although uh, it's yes, it's his wife. Okay. Well, anyway, he spools in her, and they have a child. They, they didn't show that part. No. They showed well, the though, consequences though, though, of that part. Though we did see her screaming and hollering, and he, she gave him the worst sexually transmitted disease of all. <laughs> Children. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Gamma irradiated children. So, but, okay, so this is my thing. So, he was able to pass on this modification into the child. Now, in the comic just books. Before after Spider-Man Reign. You're the one that knows all this shit. You're going to frank that's, us. That's the Care Andrew series where uh, Peter Parker kills Mary Jane Watson with his radioactive cum. I thought that was Superman, where he like no, no, blew no, in her like was, a shotgun. No, that was that was a Robert Heinlein, or was Robert Heinlein or Larry Niven? Larry Niven did an article for Playboy back in the sixties, uh, Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex, and yeah, the ejaculation was supposed to be like a shotgun blast. But in this particular instance, it was Kara Andrews saying, doing his own like kind of Dark Knight riff on Spider Man. Well, because the, the one it's infamous I, for that particular aspect. Well, I just remember the Superman comic where Lois Lane is pregnant and the baby kicks and it kills her. Yeah, and yeah. Batman, and that was one of the got in two thousand one. Yeah, and Superman loses. His Shit goes into space and starts banging I some think, uh, ginger. Uh, did Brian Hitch try that? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I still own like it. I still own it. It's a great copy. Shout out Brian Hitch. So he passes on these modifications into his kid. The one thing that's always got me about the Hulk is how they only created one Incredible Hulk. What a gamma bomb! What a gamma bomb! Right, but there's a ton of different gamma derivative characters in the actual comic books. True. Now, so it does, it at the sense. time though, there was only no, one. No, even back in the 60s and 70s, especially in the 70s, there were there was like a gamma radiated threat always around the corner. You know, we watched the Incredible Hulk, which.
which had Leonard Sampson, who eventually becomes Doc Sampson. That's true. Uh, you've got uh, Rick Jones became a Hulk at one point in time. Sheep. Uh, both of the Rosses became Hulks at various points in time. They, for the movies, I think they have to explain why there's only one Hulk and why it affects Banner and the way that it does him versus other people. But in the comics, there's plenty of people that have the same similar power set. But this one, they kind of give a reason that he already has this in him. Mm-hmm. So I guess when he hits, hits with Gamma, he's the byproduct of the Gamma. He's activating his yeah. gene or however you want to put it. Yeah. His, his mutant, uh, his mutant, mutant yeah. abilities, whatever you want to so call I kinda, it. So I thought that was kind of a different take on that it. that would make him a mutant, though. Because he has properties that were not in evidence in his parents. They weren't activated. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So Hulk's a mutant in this one. So he's not a real Hulk. Okay. But you are right. It does do a good job of no prizing. It also explains why you wouldn't be able to just make more Hulk. No, yeah. Just like just start shooting them out. Though they... No, you know what? In, well, later on in the movie, I think they kind of... And you were mentioning how the high science in the credits reminded you of the TV show. Yeah. Which I think is funny because I think that there was a conscious attempt to get away from the TV show in this movie. And that the Incredible Hulk was an attempt to hew much closer to the TV show. That's why they featured so much imagery directly derived from the TV show while they featured the Lonely Man uh, musical cue and it was basically a, a variation on The Fugitive just like the 70s TV show was where this one I think was trying to do a, its own thing but I do think it was closer to the comics well do they, they literally do comic book panels yeah what did you guys think of the credit sequence I thought it was I thought it was nice I, yeah, I liked it I, it's I, different I really, it's very stylized I, I love how the movie starts with this serene nature and then starts bombarding you with these needles the being injected syringes everywhere to yeah. show the violence of technology and science imposing itself upon nature uh, there's some shit going on in that and I like too how there's a bunch of writing I believe he's David Banner in this movie uh, Bruce yeah Potter. I heard him David yeah and there's a lot of writing in his notebooks if you bother to read the text which is a comic book reader it's just something you do like instinctively you can't help yourself you automatically if there's something on screen to read you read it and usually with movies it's a bunch of dumb bullshit or easter eggs or something but it's actually relevant to the story it actually tells you explains to you what he's doing and why it would have the impact that it does on his child so it's actually you do need to read it for once and I like that they did that and I really enjoy the score I'm not a fan of Danny Elfman I got so tired especially by the early 2000s he was so ubiquitous and you just had that Elfman sound that was associated with superhero movies especially and it got so tiresome I hated his score on Spider-Man for instance but I actually really like his score in this movie and it just steamrolls right into the opening 10 minutes of the movie you're just going from image to image to image it's weird I mean, they're basically using the sort of technology that you see on YouTube when they do decide to mash up videos of Superman versus the Hulk or whatever where they're just going in there and photoshopping shit but I like how you'll have different sequences into the frame as a white so that you know you got somebody coming in from off screen and a different sequence that was filmed and then the new sequence takes over from the old sequence as the characters like walk across the screen or being inserted into the building but, but I think it's supposed to give you that comic book feel that's what they're shooting for. I'm sure that it is, but it's very engaging. This could have been ponderous. There are moments here where Lee very much takes his time and just like shows you shots of nature. It's clear that he's just fallen in love with his desert locales, with the things that he's shooting. And I think to make up for that lots of, somewhat... Lots of bark close-ups already. Right. Bark. You could definitely have seen this as being like the uh, trial footage they would put at uh, Best Buy when they're trying to sell you a new TV screen <laughs> or something. Um, but I think to counterbalance that, you've got that extremely propulsive editing that kind of makes up for that like you give yourself the room to have that to take a breath during those sequences because so much of the else of the movie is just going go 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 so fast uh, another thing from the prelude sequence that we didn't cover before is after Bruce is born David Banner keeps experimenting on his own son sees odd reactions decides he's going to try to find a cure for his son based on the things that he's passed on to him that could be detrimental to his development in the future he becomes obsessed with his work he finally gets found out by General Thunderbolt Ross back then he probably was 
wasn't a general, who cans him from the project, but he manages, I guess, to have use a security clearance to go and overload some device on the base that causes it to explode in a gamma radiation. Then we flash forward to a young Bruce Banner still living with his adoptive parents, having a nightmare related to that scenario. And then we go into Banner's life today as a scientist working alongside his scientist ex-girlfriend, Betty Ross. They blow up a frog, trying, I guess, to create a, it seems like nanotech now? Nanomeds. Nanomeds, yeah, to, to regenerate. Well, that scene, though, was freaking gorgeous. Yeah. Everything about this scene was so great. The transition in this movie are out of control. They keep you on your toes. It's it's because it was like she would plug in like a fucking bag, like it wouldn't know, just some, some random kind of science bag, yeah. bullshit, right? And then as she twists, like screws it in, the whole thing spins into a new scene. It's just very the whole thing. It's like nonstop. I like transition how a sequence it fade too. out where it'll fade where she's looking at the frog, but half of it fades out and it's Bruce Banner looking at the frog also but actually they're looking at each other because of the way it's transitioning really really just yeah. interesting interesting stuff yeah because that's what i think the same thing they're watching the they're supposed to be watching the computer screen with the frog and the, the screen appears in the middle of the sequence we're watching you're like what the hell is that and then slowly it starts to fill in you see that they're, they're watching a monitor and then the monitor kind of shifts so that you see betty and over the monitor you're still seeing the static shot of bruce's eyes and you realize the reason why the eyes are still there is because he's watching betty not the monitor she's yeah. watching the monitor it still means something it's not just about cool visuals it's not just about replicating comic book panels there's actually more going on there cinematically you asked whether or not these people have chemistry yeah no i think jennifer connelly i'm waiting to make that yeah yeah assertion yeah jennifer connelly is trying to throw chemistry at this dude and it's just like being repelled by him but i think that's what he's supposed to be doing though i get that but it still makes no 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 Eric Bannis sucks in this movie so far. This movie's only been on for like 15 minutes, so that's why I was trying to wait. Eric Bannis fucking... I think he's so hard, he's struggling to mask his Australian accent that he's just reading words on a cue card. Like, this is brutal so far. Yeah. This is brutal. Well, I think Transitions are cool, though. The intention, I think, is also that he's supposed to be like a completely flat affect. Not just standoffish, but like completely flat affect, like completely emotionless. It's supposed to be like the reason why they break up is because well, they, they mention that when he's a child him. and he gets beat up and they're like, he didn't make a peep. And he's like, oh, well, that's just him. He has everything pinned up inside, and I was just like, okay, I get it. So yeah, okay, okay. But you can do that while still giving a, at least a taste, a sense of what he's going to become. I'm reminded of uh, Jake Lloyd in Phantom Menace, where this kid is going to grow up to be Darth Vader, and so you need to see some of that potential darkness in him. And instead, it's just a really bad young actor reading cue cards. Banner seems to bring the same man thing. alone. Has he not suffered enough for that role? <laughs> My God, man. It's been over 20 years. You're beating a dead horse. Well, Ban is still a cardboard cutout of this thing. He's a car. He's a freaking android. He's, and, he's, and he's also the sad thing though is he's, he's but, handsome but, but, and so he's way too handsome to be Bruce Banner but Bruce Banner is supposed to be awkward and weird and not not yeah, so general. why does he look like he's a cyclist oh wait he is well, a cyclist in the fucking movie well no actually as Dude, me, look, me and man. Mac talked about kind of had this Dexter feel to him like I'm going to kill someone no so. I was going to what was uh, American Psycho what's his name American uh, Psycho uh, Patrick Bateman Patrick Bateman he's very Patrick Bateman so far in this movie. Yeah. but no he's he's just, but that's not the vibe you want for Bruce Banner no, though no I know no. it's weird it's weird that's I think somebody must have just really liked the idea of Banna Banner, oh. and that's how this happened. Yep. That just otherwise it doesn't make sense that this guy got because he he doesn't look right, he doesn't act right. Both of the lead actors seem like they're maybe on the spectrum based on how they're performing in this movie. Did you eat some brownies? Like special brownies <laughs> that you got here? Because though you're just you're taking his shtick. That's his. Shtick. <laughs> 
You're, but no, am I wrong? You Frank? Can I not? Look, can, no, 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 look. Can I not say that? It's so far. This is pretty painful. I don't know if I would say this is so. Fu- just, that's why I was trying to wait a little bit because we're just so early in the movie. No, no, no. It's gonna be like the. It's whole not movie. gonna get better in that respect. Okay, yeah, no. I mean, even the scene where they're kind of like lovey dovey, it felt really weird. <sighs> Man, Jennifer, like, Jennifer Connelly in that scene. Good lord. Smash o meter. Oh, ten. Completely pegged out. Pegged out the smash meter. She's absolutely gorgeous. God. In that freaking turtleneck. But she's, she's but she's also being flat. I think they yeah, she yeah, is. Oh yeah, yeah. She has. Yeah, that's why I think some. I think some of it's the director. Well, no, but I, I think, think the no, director is. I think they're playing. Remember, she's talking about that dream where she's a small child. She's crying, and then apparently he's gonna choke her or kill her. Like, they, they, like she's a child, and she sees an adult Bruce who is first comforting her after her father's called away to deal with the gamma explosion, and then um, he murders then, her. Yeah. Well, he he was looking pretty creepy even before then. Yeah, so I think the whole point that Lee was going for is that these two people are really fucked up. Next level. And they just happen to be on the same base at the same time. Like, their fathers are both on each end of the spectrum of what this happens in this world. Where one was the military trying to keep everything together. And, that's yeah, fine. Same. Why the fuck are you being so boring about it? <laughs> I, don't, that's, I don't care about some serendipity in one of these well, two I, movies. I kind of like that. That's different. Like, I don't know if that would fit in the Marvel movies today, but it's But I mean, like, that, that's, that scene where they're drinking beer in uh, talking that was about kind of awkward. I'm like what is uh, did yeah, somebody pose no did somebody pose some mannequins okay so then who has more chemistry Norton where it's too early it's too, too I want to talk about that yet we can okay, talk about okay. that later but I, what, I, what I think is interesting though is Jennifer Connelly is clearly intentionally playing a character with flat effect somebody who's not very emotional who's very contained Daddy where, uh, yeah where Eric Bana is reading lines without a seeming thought in his head you just don't you do get nothing from him and it doesn't feel like it's, it's because of the performance it, I think it's because of a lack of performance there. Connelly can still be a human being while playing a certain type of character. Where Banna, there's nothing there. He's Hayden Christensen thing this thing. Look at you. Off to college. to be a great scientist. Like your father. There's something inside you. It's so special. Someday you're going to share it with the whole world. Let's hit the gamma radiation. Countdown started. Nanomeds released. Bruce, I don't understand what I just saw. The gamma released something that was already there. My son is unique, and the world will not tolerate his existence. What did you do to me? I improved on nature a million times more powerful. My God. I need everything we have to stop his movement. You will only fuel his rage and make him stronger. You know I never hurt you. When you're left with no choice, I'm sending her a surprise visit from some friends of mine. When you're pushed too far, you pathetic freak. Don't just get even. You're making me angry. Get mad. I don't think you're gonna like me when I'm angry. And unleash the hero within. Director Ang Lee. 
All right, so we just watched basically the Hulk origin sequence, right? I think we should uh, talk about Glenn Talbot while we think while he, while we forget about him again, because okay. so, he, so far he's the villain of this piece. He's like a love interest at somewhat, right? It looks like he had already had a history with Betty. Yeah, he's no longer in the military. He's working for a company whose name I can't remember, even though they repeat it throughout this movie. And he's basically planning a corporate takeover. He wants the science that these guys are working on to use as a weapon. They're of course not wanting that to happen, but at the same time, they're blowing up frogs. It's they. It's not working out for them, and they've only got so much in terms of resources uh, that they have to work with. So they, to some degree, have to entertain his advances, which are at first rebuffed, but then later on, Betty meets with him privately, which Bruce doesn't seem to be particularly uh, happy about. And then the accident occurs, where the dude named Hopper, when it totally should have been Rick Jones, I don't know why the hell they've got this new character in place of Rick Jones. Why was that dude not Rick Jones? Yeah, right? Oh my god. And this is two Hulk movies where they just decided, eh, on to Rick Jones. Like, uh, he's the fucking Jimmy Olsen. More than that, man, he's the sidekick. He's like... to some degree, he was, especially the older comics, he's more important than Betty because that's the guy that Bruce bounces off of. That's the guy who knows his secret, who's helping him throughout the whole time. The Hulk comics don't work without Rick, and yet he's been absent from every Hulk movie, and he's still absent from the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Bugs the shit out of me. There's another instance of Hulk just totally getting uh, the shitty end of the stick when it comes to adaptation. And honestly, you know what? To, to this point, like you mentioned earlier, the, the serendipity of them both being on the base and everything, I sort of like this to this point. It's just, ugh. Man, this movie's stuck in the mud. Like, I just feel like all these actors are just, it's just, ugh, it's painful. Yeah. But, I mean, about the transitions now, though. Uh, and that's what I was, that's what we were talking about. We we're like, man, these, like you were saying, I don't remember these transitions and, yeah. and, and this, uh, cinematography. And I was like, you know, I don't either. It just seems really weird. Nobody ever talks about it. But now we're in like 30 minutes in the movie. It's like, okay, that's cool. This is why they don't talk about you're, it. You're going to break it up into panel. You're going to break up a bunch of nothing going on into some panels and move them around like fucking I, Rubik's I Cube. I think it works a little bit better than you're giving credit for. I do think no, that you're I think not showing not- Tension of the three late, like when when it, Josh, it was Josh fine. Lucas it was is, fine the first fifty minutes, but two hours of this is gonna get tedious. We'll see how it goes. We'll keep watching. I, I'm already. We, we, we're at. We're finally done with the origin sequence, so we're just waiting for the whole first Hulk out. Well, uh, okay, so so the Hulk, the the actual sequence. I thought it was just super flat. It was. Wasn't that it just was. really like, oh, hey, it man. Was very I, cheesy where he just kind of glows. Like they did yeah, they, 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 they like inverted the glow. color on him. And I was like, that looks like an effect from the fucking 80s TV show. Yeah, that was really they, terrible. But no, it was just mostly, although I did like the little, the little nuclear yeah, they show, bomb. They show the explosion in his well, they show, eye. They show Hulk awakening inside of him and then the little nuke goes off. Metatextually, it's still not literally happening yet, right. but you see allusions to it. I think that the reason why they did that color inversion was to reference the actual panel from the comic where the Hulk is born in the Gamma Explosion. Could be. And then they show the explosion in his eye because they weren't going to literally show the the comic book origin, but they tried to you know, show the reference. There. I thought that was cool. So, uh, but, but it was but just it, weird. But it was still kind of cheesy and maybe just a little too comic. Book. It was a little cheese ball. But but the guy's like, hey, I think this fuse is blown. Okay, let me walk in there. Hey, you got to get out of here. Hey, move. You got to go now. Now. Boom. It felt very and it was like that, hand, like from the comics. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And in this instance, it would be them taking the, from another from, source. Yeah. But you referenced how all the panels reminded you a lot of Twenty Four. No, that was Mac. No, that was you. You mentioned it was a lot like. Uh, no, 24. I said it. I said, it, I said this okay. is very Twenty Four ish. Okay, uh, it makes me wonder perhaps if it was an influence on that. Though it might have been, uh, but or it, it may have just been a new computer technique that some fucking 
group workshops to a bunch of studios and everybody sort of took it. Yeah. Who knows? I'm not into Josh Lucas as Glenn Talbot at all. I wasn't the first time I watched the movie. And especially after multiple seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, how well Adrian Adrian Pazdar does such a fantastic job. He's one of the, I personally think he's one of the best embodiments of a comic book character. Even after, no spoilers for that. Dude, this is a spoiler show. No, 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 no. We're not, we're not touching on that because we're gonna, we're gonna eventually talk about that season. But I think that he so embodied the character of Talbot, one of the best adaptations from comic to film. In general, so it was that Talbot Pazdar's. So watching Josh Lucas just play a completely different character doesn't look the part, doesn't act the part, and he's such an obvious slime ball, and he remains a slime ball throughout the movie. Everything that I complained about with regard to William Hurt in Incredible Hulk is Josh Lucas in the original Hulk. He just he's it's a it's a bad take on the character, and it's not even the character. So I wish they hadn't bothered to use the name. Betty meets Ross. Ross calls her and says, hey, uh, that guy Krasinski or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we've neglected to mention that it's been Bruce Krinsler throughout the movie. Krinsler. Krasinski is the dude from The Office. <laughs> Bruce Krinsler. He's like, this Krinsler. I don't know. So what do you know about him? And she's all like, I guess the question is, what do you know about him, Dad? Yeah, um, she'd been hoping that Ross would help to save her from Talbot, and then she's realizing that apparently he's working with Talbot and uh, feels betrayed immediately. Yep. Um, and then we go to Bruce, and he's had a run-in with his uh, dad, who was apparently not dead, but Nick he was Nolte. imprisoned. Yeah, particularly Nick- like full crazy Nick Nolte beard, nutty hair. Yeah, janitor. Crazy dog guy. Yeah, he, he got a job as a janitor to be close to his son, who he's now revealing is his son. Yeah. You're not um, Krinsler, you're Banner. You're the child of my body, but also of my mind. <laughs> so, and then we show, we see that dude's doing experiments on shit in his fucking rundown crack house. We create that, what, gamma rat? Yeah. Um, uh, so then, what do you call, I guess, uh, what is he getting mad about something? Oh, no, he's looking at his own blood through the microscope, and he's seeing some fucked like up shit. green mutation in there. Which yeah, well, green and purple, which was cute. Was it? Oh, and we should say he's he's discharged from the hospital now since. Yeah, and he goes back to the lab, and he's trying to follow up on the stuff that uh, David told him, and realizing that he may be right. He's also freaking out when he gets a phone message from Betty explaining that dad is coming to the rescue. They're, they're all coming after them now, and... That's when the hulking out occurs. How do we feel about that mutation? I just had a real problem with him, like. Oh, you mean the actual performance? Yeah, the actual oh performance shit! That was fucking terrible, dude. He's like, I was, I was like, is he shitting himself or is he? What's going on? Yeah, it's like, oh, he got hired because he's a shitty banner, but he's gonna be a great Hulk, right? He's like, nah, he's even worse. That's I, I. How about the CGI though? It didn't hold up very well. I mean, it's bad, but it was 2003. I mean, at least at least we're now far enough back where I can give it some forgiveness here. Yeah, I mean, I can forgive it. I mean, it's not like... Yeah. Well, it's also bad. heavily shadowed, too. You're still seeing him at night in an unlit uh, hallway, things I kinda, like that. But I like the beefy Hulk look, though. Yeah, I think he looks okay. I mean, yeah. his face looks terrible, uh, but I, think I, I like his size. Like original, is... It kind of looks almost like the original drawings of Hulk, where he has that kind of weird short hair, almost Frankensteinish. Like, he has that kind of weird hair-shaped head. No, I, I think it's more of them trying to make the actor's face like I'm morphing it morphing it, it to yeah. like a Michael Jackson black so. and white kind of thing level of CGI I technology I don't know about that I don't but know if it looks very much better like I think it's look. supposed to I think that's what I mean I think it would have been awesome I, they made, they, a, they made, a they made him point. gray would have been awesome yeah they made a big point of modeling the actor's face onto yeah, the know. creature so and it doesn't work very this well this has just gone gray no and then, and then there's a whole scene where he comes across his father peeking out of a men's room or whatever and 
he is like rubbing his hand on his face. I actually liked how he related to you know. It I was think better. Than I thought it was going to be flashbacks, though, man. That's a lot of flashbacks. A lot of flashbacks, yes. Movie. And then like every but, time there's a scene, it's we're we're seeing a flashback that we already saw a flashback of of another flashback of another flashback. Yeah, and then but but he's seeing Betty's flashbacks, and then it's just like what? It, like, it's a lot of repetitive repetitive uh, flashbacks. Images, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of like I'm like haven't we already seen this? But each time it's like the first time we saw it, it was a little cloudy with some kind of weird shape on it and then this time it's a little clearer and then this time the shape disappears and it's, it's a vivid uh, no we're definitely flash. it's definitely transitioning to the flashbacks differently each time but it's the same flashback yeah yeah he's like rubbing his face and it was kind of weird and then he gets mad and he jumps out through the roof well because then he remembers his dad I'm assuming killing his mom I don't know dude I don't know so then he's like uh and he's fucking, they go back in through the hole that the Hulk jumped out of, and it's Nick Nolte laying there going, my Bruce, or whatever. But this Hulk doesn't seem very strong, because he had a hard time throwing the gamma thing, that gamma generator thing. Who cares? He, he, he was did his the first Hulk at- out, too. He did the Atlas thing where it was on his shoulder, it falls down, and then he just kind of flings it like a bit. I just... I think they're trying think to show Hulk, him how... Have- Hulk literally will grab something with his hand. His fingers will dig into it. He'll grab it and he'll chunk it. Yeah, well, I think they were trying to show that the CGI has relation to a physical object. So he was dropped so they, they it and picked it like back up. Impress you with the CGI. Yeah, well, and I think they're also showing you too that he's still he's not like full Hulk yet. You know, he hasn't fully transformed. He's upset, but he's not angry yet. So, and was this was this Stanley's first? We did uh, get the cameo of Stanley and Lufrigno, yeah. And again, he is a security guard, just as he was the Incredible Hulk. It's weird because it's it's a sequel. It's not a sequel. There's a lot of stuff that's contradicted between the two movies, but there's a lot of stuff that's the same. You could tell where they were trying to gather a cake and eat it too. So, so wait, so Stanley showed up in this one. He didn't show up in any of the blades. Uh, no, but he not was in Spider Man, I believe. That's right. That's right. You're right. Yeah. So not his first cameo. Plus, didn't he appear On, in like a TV Daredevil show at some too. point? Daredevil came out around. Or, yeah. uh, but, the, but wasn't Daredevil before this? I think it was. What I think was Daredevil was the year before. For this, if I remember correctly, I remember, he you, you, I remember Mac. You made a point of looking to see what this movie was was contemporaneous to this movie in terms of the superhero well, movies well, in general. And what I mentioned Hulk earlier is I wanted to see what was post Iron Man. Well, this is five years, obviously, because again, they, and, well, they actually do reference in the Incredible Hulk that it's five years later. So they again, they're trying to p- pretend like it's a direct sequel. Um, so like all those movies before Iron Man, could, I mean, I, I know you say these are part of the MCU, but no, they're I, not. No, 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 this is not technically no. part of the MCU. No, I no, say but, I count it. Okay, personally, you count it. But it, but it does. There's enough in here that contradicts. So what that about Daredevil? Not, and, no, 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 none of that stuff. Fantastic any, Four. Anytime you have a new version of it in, well, it, just the fact is no, anything look, before Iron Man. Just that, it, that's, the, that's the real. I can have my own head cannon, but the real deal is it all starts with Iron Man. Okay. Yeah, the Marvel Cinematic Universe starts with Iron Man. Okay. Anything. It's all connected to Shield and the Avengers and all that shit. Those are. It's just weird because like when we, like the, but the no, X Men no, movies are still not Fantastic Mo- Four movies are still not and may never well, be Marvel movies if Comcast gets their way. I think it's weird. They, it's they said that. on Friday Disney's going to up their bid. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just think it's strange that up before Iron Man they were kind of making their own movies. There was no connection. It because it, it, these aren't the same companies, dude. These are different I know. Companies. I know, but dude, well, Spider Man wasn't part of the same movie. I mean, it's, they, it still belongs to Sony, but Marvel had the concept of well, we're going to make all our movies kind of link up, which. I mean, I know we all say it's revolutionary, but it's just weird to see these movies and there's no, like, I, I keep waiting for like a stinger and I know none of that's right. going to happen. You're waiting for Toby Maguire to show up yes, at some I, point. I, I, yeah. I kind of feel like that's what, that's going to happen and it's like, no, the, the, the best happen. you get is Stan Lee. 
Yeah. That's really the only connective tissue in terms of a, of a sense of a universe. See, I wonder if like, maybe that's how – I don't know. That's just really cool. I, I think there are a lot of things that Marvel does right that, that allows the Marvel Cinematic Universe to be what it is culturally, uh, financially. But um, certainly that does play a major role is the fact that it is all one universe. It is well, all you, connected. Well, you and I just talked about it. And there are tons of movies that I see that I would not see. I, 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 would, I probably wouldn't be going to see – Ant-Man of the Wasp in a few weeks if it wasn't part of a greater thing. thing. Well, like you and I were just talking about earlier, I took my mother to go see Infinity War and we were joking about how her only link to the Marvel Universe is she likes Doctor Strange. She really that was essentially her first Marvel movie. Wasn't yeah, it? Believe, Did you watch uh, Guardians before or after Doctor Strange? I, I want to say Doctor Strange was like her first movie. I yeah. don't really think And my she mom, loved Doctor Strange. Yeah. It was totally her bad. so when she saw Infinity War, she enjoyed Infinity War because Doctor Strange is in Infinity War. And her only background was really Doctor Strange and the Guardians and general yeah. pop cult That's awareness. It. Yeah. And she enjoyed the movie too. I told you like when the ending came up and she was like what the fuck and I thought it was hilarious so the, so the well movie- you kept hard selling it to her too she's like that's the end oh yeah my mom really yeah. was upset well, you go, ahead, go ahead and tell the story real quick uh, so we went to go see the movie while we were out of town my mom's watching it. She's being loud, so I keep watching her because I know the ending. Um, and she really enjoyed the part where Doctor Strange does the whole shit with his multiple hands and he pops up to different... We all enjoyed that yeah, part. Yeah, my mom was just like, woo, because she loves Cumberbatch. And so as we're getting to the end of the movie and Thanos sits down and he looks out to the, to the sunset and we're sitting there and then it says like the end, the movie ends. And my mom's looking at there, and then they show, like, Infinity fades away. My mom looks over at me and basically was like, what the fuck? Wait, 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 that's it? That's it? And I'm like, well, yeah, that's the movie. Wait, wait, he can't win? I'm like, no, he won. That's the end of the movie. The movie's done. No, there's a sequel. There's another one. I said, no, mom, that's it. The movie's done. That, that's it. That was the last one. No, 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 no. There's another She was really upset. And then they did the whole Captain Marvel thing, and she felt vindicated. And no, no, see, there's a sequel. I knew they had to fix this. And it was just really weird to see my mom get a little worked so up invested. about this movie. Yeah. And, I, and like, she has no... She's not invested in these movies at all. Well, no, she's totally invested in. Well, Doctor now, Strange yeah, movies. because I because of Doctor Strange, but it was just weird to see her get so not she uh, not overly aggressive, but she's just kind of like that. That's not the end. She really got upset. It was a what the fuck moment. It was a stronger reaction than you were. Expecting. Yeah, I really didn't see that coming, but it was fun to watch that. Well, well and she did watch Doctor Strange die too. She had no way of knowing that he wasn't yeah, going to come we back. Were, we were joking about that as we we're walking out of the theater. I told her how when we went to the con and somebody was like, "Take a picture with Star Lord," and it was just ashes on the table, and she was just like, "That's not funny." <laughs> well, but again, that's part of what makes the MCU work is Doctor Strange may it's not be everybody's favorite movie, gateway. but it's a gateway to a whole different audience. Just like I'm sure Black Panther is making yeah. a billion dollars, bringing in a, a different audience fed into Infinity War because that's the next Black Panther movie. It all builds on as long as they keep bringing in these new streams, these new people, these new avenues, they're going to keep building their audience. Yeah. So Spider-Man 1 was 2002. Yeah. Daredevil was February 2003. Okay. X2 was, I think, right before this You said movie. May, if I recall correctly, yeah. earlier. This came out in June, and then Spider-Man 2 was 2004. So they were rolling out some Marvel movies. Pretty. Well, b- both X-Men and Spider-Man did very well and showed that there was a taste for actual superhero movies. Blade had shown that there was a taste for Marvel movies in general and they could be adapted successfully so yeah you definitely Spider-Man made enormous amounts of money Spider-Man was basically the new Batman 89 when Batman came out in 1989 it proved that Superman's flame out across the 80s was not a, a universal indicator of how well you well, can adapt that, but superheroes. people wanted a darker character to this. Right. It showed them how to do superheroes for the 90s, and uh, they were very successful with that formula throughout the 90s. They had a lot of bombs, too, but Batman made enormous amounts of money, and so everybody wanted that Batman money. Same thing happened with Spider-Man in 92. It, it made nearly a billion dollars when a billion was still an unfathomable number. So, of course, they were chasing that dragon, and this was an 
another one of those another opportunity they thought to do that because after Spider-Man, who's the next biggest Marvel character, the Hulk, True. at least in the general consciousness of the public. Every time I think of Spider-Man, I think of that damn movie, that damn song with uh, what's the name Kruger and all them. Oh, hero, hero, yeah. A hero is <laughs> Nickelback. And guess what? This movie had Velvet Revolver try to make a single out oh, of really? it. Yeah. And uh, they tried to push that as a single. R.I.P. I'm telling you, this movie was packaged to be the next Spider-Man. It was not the next Spider-Man. No, I, I'm not feeling right now. But let's continue. We all grew up with the Hulk, you know. And in this day and age, uh, with them remaking a lot of the old Marvel comics and so on, you just know that the Hulk, especially with Ang Lee directing it, is going to be phenomenal. We found out it was Ang Lee was directing. I was like, oh my god! We were invited to see the movie. And we we're like, yes, let's go. We just got a certain energy from watching it, and it was just all really exciting and inspiring. So we wanted to do something that would be really appropriate for it. is just a very dramatic version of the same stuff that we all go through. Aang had a lot of intensity about the movie and his art form. All this bottled up tension is what the song's about. It's a pretty good marriage, the, the actual theme of the song and what the Hulk is all about. Aang loves the song. It was cool to see him really excited. I think he's excited about what kind of band we are. Writing songs is really cool, but if you get inspired to do it, it's a really good movie, the outcome is more fulfilling, you know? Rage, freedom, freedom, rage, power, freedom, America! Okay, so we have, uh, we, uh, we pick up with some shit going on. Where did we leave off? We had a weird conversation with, uh, Bruce's... Bruce's father and Betty, and then Betty leaves. Well, before that, after the lab had gotten destroyed, General Ross and agents of, I assume, the FBI showed up at Bruce's doorstep, he believing that he was related. Wallet. Yeah, he left his wallet. They believe that he's responsible for the lab explosion. They're going to restrict any of his security clearance, bar them from getting into the lab. Betty isn't supposed to come within a thousand yards of Bruce, and he threatens to put Bruce in prison for the rest of his life if he goes after Betty. Plus, he reveals that, yeah, uh, David is your father, and he murdered your mother and how could you not remember that you're a total fucking psycho which we pretty much already gathered he goes to his house which is really creepy where she walks in and she goes i don't mean to disturb you i'm like david's house yeah father. i'm like why would you go to this dude's house you don't know him and it's it was like really weird he like was like next to her on the couch and was talking about her eyes and like what was that the fuck was that all about well you saw that he was using that as an excuse to steal the scarf that yeah. he later used to track set, yeah, yeah. sick his gamma irradiated poodle and pit bulls on her so he needed the scarf so they could track her down yeah but it was just like weirdly some like well, pseudo sexual scene... things he was saying to her and it was just oh, like sure. what the fuck 
he's he's all about boundary crossing. Every 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 scene he's been in with another character, he's said something or done something or invaded their personal space. He constantly is is violating people's boundaries. Now, Mac, I didn't notice you you had a problem with her being in a a cabin out in the woods. (laughs) Well, she eventually retreats to the cabin in the woods. She's literally living in a random fucking (laughs) cabin. No, I mean they. She doesn't live there. She's she's disappearing herself because she can't be where she's supposed to be. And they already established that she had the cabin when they flash back to her dating. That's fine. It was just weird that suddenly she was in in a like you need a place to fight like a literal cabin. No, no, we already know what was going to happen. Angling needed big, big trees because he's doing his fucking tree dancing shit. Like he crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Yeah, every fucking movie he got people running in trees. Anyway, Talbot goes to Bruce's house. Bruce hulks out. Bruce hulks out in part because there's no way he's still alive. Dead Bruce's dad had left a cell phone in one of the cushions and calls him and lets him know what he's going to do to Betty uh, with the dogs to force him to Hulk out. And then Glenn Talbot contributes to that. And he hulks out in front of Talbot and, you know, throws him around Beats four up. times. Dude, he should have been dead, man. And That's... I thought that that actually didn't look that bad. No. Some of it looked a little rough, but I, I noticed that everything's dark. But I mean, I thought it looked pretty good. Then when he went out in the yard and started shooting with machine guns and then he like further hulked out and got even bigger. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that looked pretty cool, too. His and I, pants but I did notice when he's though. hulking out, it's always really dark. It's always Well, that's dark. fine. I mean, yeah. look, it was 03. And then he starts fighting the dog. He, oh, no. no he no, weirdly no. shows up at Betty's house. and so she Somehow the Hulk knows where the cabin's at. Of course, because he's, he's Bruce Banner. He knows where Betty is. He figured it out already. Just like he knew not to smash her because she's Betty. He knows who oh. Betty is. And um, she knows that Hulk is Bruce because she can see his uh, CGI warped face. So she doesn't freak out like she ought to over a 15-foot-tall green monstrosity. But again, it, you could tell that they were, she was acting as at a tennis ball. Yeah. Like, you could just tell. she's just, They're like, hey, there's something tall there. And she's just like, oh, you should look up and try and act up at nothing. Yeah, two of the big criticisms this I heard from this movie over and over again when it came out was that Hulk looked too much like Shrek. That specifically was that reference. And that Betty just did not react strongly enough to any of the shit that was going on. Especially when you're, you know, getting attacked by a gamma ray. Well, I'm not saying when, when that poodle was like chomping at the door, she was like, oh no. She's, she, it was like she was medicated. She just seemed medicated in that whole scene. It was really not, not good on her part. I understand she, but look, you gotta be a fucking actress. Let's go. You're being attacked by... They're like, hey, we're being attacked by gamma irradiated, like, 10-foot-tall dogs. But I'm still not sure that isn't the direction she's getting. I it, think it, it she's might, being told I, to underreact, that she's the general's daughter, that she's got her own emotional issues, and that's why she's just, like, got that a flat effect, that, you know, stunned, constant stunned expression. So Very, very strange. So what did we think of the, the Hulk dog fight? Oh, I thought it was brutal. I, and I thought it looked pretty good too. Yeah. I thought the dogs looked really good. Creepy as shit because they all had different shapes. Yeah, a lot, they were clearly deformed. They yeah. weren't just big monstrous versions of these dogs. They were especially Which is the also written by a part Paul Jenkins. The radiated dogs was actually in the comic book, mm. but they were actually giant green dogs when they were radiated. But yeah, I remember that. Uh, so, but yeah, and then it was brutal, dude, when he finally like starts killing these dogs, which punching them. It's like a Hollywood Ball thing. punches, rock punches, yeah. but, but it's like breaking a, them, but, they explode into green goo. Well, no, that's thing though. He would smash them and they would like spray, but there was no spray on There should have been some splash, yeah. I think. I think that was Splatter. the difference between a PG-13 yeah, like he, and he, he, That poodle, he blew the poodle up on the hood, like blew it up on the hood of the car. And she, and, and the windshield, too. and the windshield was already like caved in. She was just like, huh. <gasps> And then it was like, like very strange. I'm just wondering, is it supposed to maybe be a mist or something? Because when he de-hulks back into Banner, he's sweaty, but he's got no blood on him. So I'm wondering if it's actually supposed to be a no, liquid or not. Just, hey, I'm still up. wondering how he grows his teeth back each time he hulks out. No, what I'm, when, so, he, when he yelled, those are some big ass fucking teeth. But no, I, I mean, we're, we're like, 
in Hollywood, nothing ever, nothing bad ever happens to dogs, unless it's a movie about a dog having something bad happen to it. I.e., uh, Old Yeller, Marley, Marley and Me, yeah. Old Yeller. Uh, otherwise, bad shit does not happen to dogs. The dogs always survive. So it was so weird that he blew dogs up on screen. Well, because not just one, empathy. not just two. Gruesomely, gruesomely blew dogs up. Yeah. Well, people have more empathy for animals in movies than they do for human Absolutely. beings. Absolutely. It's, it's a it's scientific fact. And I th- honestly, I think that's one of the reasons why the credit sequence is the way that it is. They're making sure that you turn on David Banner as soon as possible because you're seeing him do all this horrendous animal experimentation. So I, I think guess that's so. uh, meditated, premeditated. So weird, but... To then like try and put some slapsticky comedy, the ball punch in there and stuff was really weird. I like. I, I don't. I, I, for I, some I, reason, I I want to say when I this movie's uncut, right? Because for some reason, I want to say I remember. There, I don't the movie. think there is an uncut version of this movie. I think this is the movie that was released as a PG thirteen. I just for some reason remember, or I think I saw the scene where he grabs the dog's mouth open and like cracks it open. Well, he punched into the throat of that one dog and then no, smashes but I, it. I just I don't know. I, for some reason, I vaguely remember. You sure you're not thinking of like Skull Island instead, uh, or one of the Kongs? Are the Kongs? Yeah, it sounds like a Kong. Deal, man. That doesn't sound like a song uh, movie. I, I just, for some reason, always thought that. Like when we were watching, Sounds I was like, calm. I was waiting for something like because I remember thinking, I'm sure he grabs one of the dogs by the jaw and just like crap. I thought so too, and I watched the movie like two weeks ago, and it didn't happen then either. Yeah, so I, I, I think I we're both some... misremembering it or remembering uh, from something with the comics, maybe. But anyway, yeah. I, I was impressed by how. Now, obviously, this, I don't, this is probably like the money shot scene of the whole movie, but no, actually, no, not yet. Well, this no. was, I'm just saying, this is what I, I remember. This was the only part of the, I really remembered, oh, and this I, was better better than I remembered it being. There's so. two scenes coming up that I vividly remember. The rest of the movie, I don't, I didn't remember the scene. I remember the dogs. That's what I'm saying. I remember, I remember the dogs. Brutal. Yeah, I don't. No, I, I didn't brutal. remember that. But For but if reason. you asked me, hey, who did he fight in the in the Hulk movie? I would be like, uh, the dogs. crazy dogs, yeah. and, that, and like that's yeah. all I remembered. So dogs and military. But anyway, I was surprised. I, I will give this movie credit. That looked way better than I thought it would. Especially up, 15 years later. Well. Yeah, held up pretty good. Chris. What happened to you last night? I had the most vivid dream. It was like being born. Coming up for air. The light hitting my face. Screaming. My heartbeat. Boom. Boom. Betty, what's happening to me? I don't know. I don't understand this. You were exposed to a dose of gamma radiation that should be lethal. You seem just fine. Maybe there's something different in you. My Bruce. I think the rage is triggering the transformations. Feels a little far-fetched. I think we passed far-fetched a long time ago. We're dealing with a monster. He's a human being. I'm isolated and treat myself, and I'll kill it before it does any real harm. But would you really destroy part of yourself? I don't think so. You found me. You're not that hard to find. Woo! Okay. A long time ago. Lots happened since the cabin. Um. Well, what happened at the cabin? A lot. 
Like directly? Oh, he got tranked in jorts. They locked him up in yeah, a... Yeah, the charge collar too, don't forget. Yeah, yeah, Because this guy's really well cast as Bruce Banner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they lock him up in a big tank and helicopter him to an underground base, which turns into Resident Evil. Don't, don't forget that the, the music. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like some strangely Arabic music as they're flying through the it, desert. The movie I don't know. felt like it changed up. Like, I thought we were watching a war film, though. Yeah. What were you saying before? Oh, what? Oh, well, yeah. Well, no, I just, I thought it was really weird that anytime they don't talk, they'll just start showing you, like, science! Just images of science is going on. You're like, okay. And then anytime it's an image of war, it's like, war! Copters and guns! Like, they just, re- like, he really throws it in your face. It's like, it's not very subtle. It's not like, like, when you watch now, This like, movie isn't about subtle, though. When I, like, when you watch, an, uh, like, when you watch Tony and them talk about science, they're like, they'll throw some science words around, and you get, you get the gist of what they're talking about. This is just like, fuck science in your face he's just like get this fucking science we got but, but it's bags like a, and rays and it's just microscopes and it really and, is like an ad for science yeah you know? I, like, I mean exciting world of technology I, I mean in the beginning it was kind of cool like oh that's kind of neat and then after a while you're just like dude you're just fucking ramming it down people's throats like this is and it's not just science it's like he wants to show you every aspect of that science like look how amazing this is and i'm like dude i get it genetics uh, okay yeah we can move on now like but, I, still, I don't, but wait, wait i don't need Fucking, I don't need a seven-minute montage of different science beakers and shit like that and cutting animals. I don't need all that. I get it. Modification. Genetics. We're, we're good. Let's go. But you got to admit, it's way better than the Jumping Jack Flash sequences from Incredible Hulk, where it's just yeah. like, let me type in DOS, you know? Well, no, no, dude. This one, yeah, he's like, click, 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 and he cuts up a piece of, like, like a flower petal, and then it spins, and then it's like, that was all the science for the whole fucking movie. <laughs> I think, but I think they learned from this, like, we can't give them too much science. Like, you can't really, that's a two-hour science movie. But I did find it weird that every time you watch one of these movies, when they touch a keyboard, it sounds like they're just slamming two keys, and that's it. Like, when Nick Noki walks up, it's like, clack, clack, and then all of a sudden the machines are kicking, I'm like, Jesus, this is, I don't know, it's just something I noticed. But then you get the military ads, and they're just full-on gung-ho. Fuck yeah! Here's our tanks! Here's our sights! Here's our choppers! <laughs> we got choppers and more choppers. But well, no, 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 I, I would say, I like sailor. It's power. What, what is it? Uh, rage. Power. Freedom. Freedom. America. Uh, but I, I did like the, you know, the way they were transporting him like he was the Incredible Hulk. Like this is serious. Unlike in the Incredible Hulk when they just like put him in some handcuff handcuffs them. and but, put him in a fucking yeah, helicopter. In the deleted sequence, they explained that. They realized by that point that they could not contain him if he had become the Hulk. So they specifically put Betty on the copter because they knew he would oh, not so hook out deterrent. as long as she was on the hot chopper with him. Yeah, they I probably shouldn't have cut that out. Footage, yeah. Probably yeah, should have kept, kept that in. They really should have kept that in. Yeah, because this one, when I saw that, that scene, there's I, a lot more Leonard Sampson in the movie that got cut, and oh, you really? liked the guy a lot better. You, oh, I gotta watch these yeah. extra footage, man, or the extra stuff. Um, I saw that scene, and when I saw that scene of him in the container, all I could think of is the one where they kill the Hulk. Uh, oh, yeah, Brian Arizona uh, wrote it, I believe. Okay, where basically all they do is gas him. They basically just he ODs and he's in a container like a some. Well, well, well let's talk about the scene you're talking about. So Talbot shows up and his. Well, am- before that, what happens? We have a long sequence where uh, Betty manages to get her father to let her help him Banner become you know less oh, hulky. Right. Less prone to hulking. So they go back to the remains of the neighborhood they used to live in before the Gamma explosion. And I thought they did a really great job of redressing all the sets to look like 20, 30 years had passed. More, you mean more flashbacks? We had more flashbacks. They made it clear that, eventually they made it clear that David Banner had intended to kill his son since he knew that he would not be able to cure him and he knew the potential that he was unleashing with the boy. The mother tried to stop him. He accidentally stabbed her. She dies. He gets carted off to the loony bin and Banner becomes crimson. 
Twizzler. And General uh, Thunderbolt Ross explains that, you know, he never gave a second thought to the boy. It was just collateral damage. And now, obviously, he's much more than that. I really love that, to a large degree, Ross is the hero of this movie. He's made some mistakes, obviously. But for the most part, he's got the most rational viewpoint. He's trying to protect his daughter. He's trying to protect the world. He recognizes the immense threat of the Hulk. He's trying to contain him. If he had his brothers, he'd put him down. But there's so much money to be made off of creating more Hulk soldiers. And Atheon uh, moves in as well. So he's trying to help. He allows his daughter to try to help. And it's not... It's Glenn Talbot and the money men that are the real bad guys who are trying to provoke the, the poking out the capitalists. Eventually, they cut out Betty entirely and mostly push Thunderbolt to the side. Talbot decides to start taking a cattle prod to Bruce because he wants him to Hulk out. Well, you would also say that Talbot is in a bad neck collar, some bandages on a leg, and like an air cast. And an arm and a sling, and he's limping around. It is an unintentional comedy. It is oh, no, 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 so terrible. No, no, no. The yeah. unintentional comedy is one he tries to kill the whole. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 dude. Dude, chill. We're there already. No, no we're, we're not. not. What is left between that and that scene? Well, for starters, we have the sequence with Betty and David where he comes to her asking to see his son one last time, recognizing that, you know, he, he's, he can't keep you, running from the government. You didn't mention that David went and performed the experiment on himself. Oh, very important, yeah. Before that, no, I strapped him. What happened there? You, you see, I, I almost said shield. You see, uh, the military kicking in the doors to his house, and he's not there. Turns out he's rushed back to the lab, pointed a bunch of these gamma guns at no, no, himself. No, no, no. He hot wired them, hot wired them, literally. Yeah. And basically, he huffs that gas that we keep yeah, seeing in the bio in, bag. In the bio bag, and shoots himself with lasers. Which I guess is the the nano the nano. The, the, yeah, yeah, the nano meds. Yeah. So he huffs the nano meds and then guns himself with a bunch of. Uh, uh, gamma rays. Gamma rays, and he turns to Absorbing Man, basically. Right. Well, don't forget how he takes care of that security guard. Yeah, his, yeah it wasn't very impressive. No. I just, I mean, he crushes I, I never him with thought, I never imagined that the Absorbing Man literally would absorb into things, though. That's not how his powers work. I thought that looked pretty cool. I thought they did a oh, nice no, job. Oh, no, visually it looked no, cool, it looked but... Cool. You, you really got no the sense of the metal grinding but, on metal well, no, when no, he turns It seemed like he metal. couldn't carry the weight. Like, he was, like, struggling to move his well, fingers. Well, he just gotten zapped, man. You give him a little bit of a learning curve, okay? I, I just thought that they... Man, like... <laughs> It's, this whole movie just fucking lingers on shit. But like you said, when he, when he got his hand like stuck in the metal, yeah. and he was sort of like moving his hand fingers in and out of it. I swear to God, that lasted for five minutes. I swear he was moving his fingers in and out of that metal. Just it seemed like. Er, 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 er. And he turned into some kind of lizard. And that, that, now the CG like, with his it, blood dude. turned into a drop and hanging off his palm was like terrible. Oh, that was bad. Well, he looked like game. he had uh, truck testicles. Whatever they call those things. Dude, the I nuts. thought it was Jesus. Yeah. Dude, truck it nuts. Like he just spooled because it was just like this blob hanging off his hand and like, oh. Yeah, that was dumb. But I did. I, I thought when his hand like turned into the um, the lizard, the lizard skin. I thought that looked cool. Well, I figured and that was just. Up, I, I think that was him just saying that's lizard DNA in his body. That's why he's able to change and morph. And well, maybe it was also some of the starfish was there too a little bit was it yeah I, I mean I think most of it looked good I think the blood looked dumb but I think the rest of that looked fine I thought it looked pretty cool I just cool. thought it was weird it was weird, weird but I'll, no, it was it's, a good it's weird it's definitely weird that, but that's a lot of this movie is definitely weird and then somehow now his, his like when, his, when he was on the on the ground his his shoes and stuff absorb into the grate so he can fl- well I think he absorbed the shoe into himself and then he absorbed I, the grate into weird. himself it's and weird. then he used he lifted the grate to knock the security let's, let's over not try to justify is Ang Lee just getting fucking weird like he's already gotten weird i mean but i think it's a fun weird 
I mean, it, that's it's a very comic book. I'm the beholder on that one, man. I don't know. Okay. So uh, beyond that, what happens? So uh, now Talbot has explained that well, he basically wants to make Bruce Hulk out, and he's going to carve a piece of him off and become a millionaire or whatever. Um, or accidentally kill him and get his revenge. Right, right. So that's when he, that's when he was cattle prodding him, and he manages to contain his anger, and he's like, "I'm not going to do it, man. I'm not going to Hulk out. Leave me alone." So then uh, they put him in a tank, and they're basically like feeding endorphins into him to make him have dreams to make him hulk out and he tries to hulk out and they try and drill his take spinal. a sample but yeah. by that time the drill's not getting through he's like drill him harder <laughs> uh so the, the, you know they, they couldn't drill him because of the his skin got too thick and then he breaks out and he starts going on a rampage throughout the lab everything they're trying is not working they try gassing him that doesn't work they try- sneezes yeah, he sneezes. He breaks through, and they like get the foam gums, and he's like stuck in a he's like, in, like a round tunnel. They foam him, and it, the foam becomes a solid, and he's trapped for a moment. It was like fucking stucco or flex shit. seal from yeah. the SC on TV movies, and it's so it looks terrible. And they know it looks terrible because as soon as they start doing it, even though they spent money on the CGI, they instantly have two square transition panels take over the whole screen to being Talbot and uh, what's his name, the Ross. Uh, Ross, and it's like wow, because well, Ross immediately wants to evacuate because he cares about his people because he's a good man and Talbot's like no put it on lockdown I don't care what he says put it on lockdown I'm getting my money and uh, so anyway while he's frozen in this foam fucking Talbot in his air it cast it has to be Talbot too it's He's in a cast and his that stupid neck support thing, and he hobbles up to him with like a drill in one hand, like a super drill, and he's all like, "Gonna, uh, I'm gonna poke you," and then like the, uh, he in the puts, eye, just so uh, it's just. Terrible. And then his eyeball hulks out. So yeah, his eyeball hulks out, and then then he starts to break out of the foam. So he grabs a dude's like grenade gun, but he shoots it the wrong direction. No, 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 no he no, shoots no, the no, Hulk, no, no. and the Hulk skin bounces. It bounce off. He turns it on. He shoots it. It bounces off the Hulk. Sticks to the wall behind him. Deadnates, and then we have this funky cutout of his body with weird. He looks yeah. like a color form or something. You it know, was like it was the flames weird. behind him, and it just said it was like he was cut out, and then just, he like and it begins to spin, spins into the screen, and that transitions to another See, this scene. Is where, oh, this and, is it, where, and it pulled back get, out I, to a ton of panels. And, too. and I get, I get that he was like, it's like looking at a comic book. That's not the part of the comic book you should focus on. Like that's really goofy. Well, and that, that was a complaint that a lot of people had about the movie was that he. Got well, I'm, I'm starting to realize why I hated this movie now. Like as we're get to the end he got too involved in the mechanics of comic book panels and gutters and the and like, lost rather than the storytelling story. of the yeah. comics oh yeah and that's what i was gonna say earlier on I'm like, that's what i meant by it's gonna get tedious because it seemed like he's he spent way more time with these transitions and figuring out how to get multiple scenes I would, appearing on one he I spent way too much time tightening up the scenes. i would love to see if someone scenes. ever cut out all the flashbacks and see how much of that fucking movie was cut out with just all the flashbacks you know, I, I didn't mind see... the flashbacks as much as you did, but I am noticing as we break off, it's like every single time we break off and then come back to d- discuss it, there's been like three flashbacks. There's Dude, I'm calling right? them now. Did I literally yeah. go flashback, and within a minute or so, there's a fucking flashback of the same thing, his mom and dad, the same scene. It, it's just this time, oh, this time Bruce is in the background, so it's different. Oh. Dude, I, I would like to see how much of this movie is just fucking pure flashbacks. I'm, be- I'm betting it's a big, not a big chunk, but a, a nice, sizable chunk. You know what? I, I, 
honestly, I think you could probably recut this movie with all the stupid fucking transitions and without most of the flashbacks, and it would probably be a little bit better. A little tighter movie, because it, it feels it, really it'd probably, just... It'd probably be like an hour and 45 minutes. Because well, it almost feels like the flashbacks are just to draw the story out more. Like, oh, look, I'm giving you ca- character development with another flashback of the flashback to the flashback. Look how fragmented he is. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's remembering a little more and a little bit more. But by this time, we've already put it all together. We know what fucking happened. Like, we, we know. Please stop doing this. Yes. It's and very again, cute. we're at the end of the film and we're watching flashbacks that we saw in the first fucking 15 minutes of this film. That's a, uh, call it experimental. I call it cheap. I still really like the transitions. I do think it's very interesting, but I also agree that the, the pace is a bit plotting. I forgive it that because uh, again, this is the second time I watched this movie in a couple of weeks, and I'm not. I, I thought that I was going to check out and do a little reading, but I've stayed engaged with it. So I, I see your. I absolutely see your criticisms. I do see where it could have been a little tighter, but I still enjoy it. Okay. Uh, okay. So the, now uh, Ross was able to get him to get out of the base. Of the yeah, base. Finally out of the base. There was a tank fight in the desert, which I thought looked pretty darn good. I, I really I enjoyed the tank fight. His the shade of green they're using for him is almost like a neon green. He looks like Shrek. Yeah, That's a, it's, it's really literally bad. Shrek. It's, it's, really, it's too green, and as you pointed out earlier, he's gotten too big too. But now not, he's like twenty five feet tall. But it's not. But that green doesn't look realistic. He's. It's like it looks. Yeah, it, it is too it, bright of a green, and and it's I had not noticed, like a green you would find in nature. Yeah, well, and, and also uh, when they did the joke in Incredible Hulk, where they pull out the purple pants, I thought it was like a callback to the X Men joke about what are we supposed to do? Wear yellow spandex, and so I was, I irritated me because I thought it was one of those stupid comic book movie things. But as I'm watching this movie, the fact that Banner keeps turning up in purple pants, just spun over and, and over and over again, it's like, like that's tie dye almost. I, yeah, it's almost. Like I can accept so many things about this movie, but the purple pants is starting to take me out of the movie, yeah. especially because he's so bright of a green. Yeah, it's and I'm not like I'm a not lime green. Of, it's almost yeah. like a lime green. It really, it's really bright. It's off putting. Like that scene in the desert, his skin tone, like the green contrast, everything is very off putting to me. Like it doesn't fit. But I, but like I still he, thought I thought I thought the CGI on it outside of the color, which we know looks terrible, and the face still isn't great. And the face is doesn't isn't. I thought it was a little better in that scene, but uh, I thought it healed him interacting with the tanks were really good him, him, well that him. was the scene I was going to say this this scene and one more scene that, that really stands out is like oh okay I get like that's the Hulk movie or, or I, the, the part I started laughing at where he grabs the, the the end of the metal and he like slams it in his hand I remember in the theater people chuckled at that yeah where he turned it into like basically like a big hammer and yeah was like, I mean I thought that was pretty funny and it, I mean I, I do like the fact that you know he grabs every time he he kicks or throws somebody, they somehow survive. He threw a tank, what, four hundred yards away? It landed, and the soldiers walk out like, oh, and I'm like, no, you'd be dead. You would have died. That tank would have exploded. Like it got flung in the air like nothing. That's when they were showing his power. No, I power. think the tank might have been fine. The fleshy human beings within it would have yeah. splattered across the controls. It's just weird. I'm that- not gonna sweat that, dude. It's a very comic book movie. Well, You're I know, having but blowing just- people up left and right. You got well, your how- dogs exploded. Chill out. <laughs> how about when he rips the tank in half and then he's just sort of shaking? the guys off of the one half of it they're just sort of falling out it's, it was weird but anyway like I'm saying for being in broad daylight because most of this movie has been taking place in darkness right this one was that was in broad daylight and I thought his interaction with, with the physical tanks was really good those weren't CGI tanks it didn't look like at least maybe they were no I, I one know. of the things I like about both Hulk movies especially when you watch the behind the scenes stuff is most of the reactions are practical uh, thing, when things fall over CG. when things explode they're done practically and then they just place the CGI item in the midst of that and I think it looks a lot better than a lot 
of the CGI stuff. It's just like an Incredible Hulk where they're climbing the buildings and that's full CGI. That looks like shit. Looks terrible. Yeah. But when they're just like ripping up the cars along Harlem well, and, a... and, and things are exploding yeah. and shit, that's all practical and it looks really good. There's some of the scenes in this one, like when he at the very earlier when he breaks out of the house and he punches the roof. Yeah, and the, the you, individual yeah, boards are flying yeah, out yeah. and shingles and great. shit. Yeah, it looks great. But it was a little off-putting. No, I think it, it looked it great. A little off. I don't how, know, how, the the wood splinters and blows up everywhere. Yeah. I think it looked fantastic. And uh, but but then you get like where when he's trying to escape inside of the underground bunker and everybody's just running and then they put the CGI Hulk in there and he's just like shaking at them. Yeah. And it's like, that's why they're running because the Hulk is there shaking at them and it's basically like he's like cha-chaing around inside. <laughs> Looks horrendous. So bad. Way worse than anything in the Incredible Hulk movie. Not, I mean, hands down. But with how bad that is, whenever I see stuff like that tank scene or that dog scene, I'm like, that's not bad. Like, I thought this, for some reason, I thought it was way worse than that. Mm. But his face do look like Shrek. Legit. Bruce fought the tanks. Then he fought some helicopters. And let's not forget he spit a missile at someone. Yeah. He, bit, he bit the head off a missile like Ozzy. Oh. Some more strange music. I don't know. Weird Middle Eastern music, even though they're supposed to be in like the California desert. I yeah. Arizona. Oh, yeah, that's right. California. Arizona, California. Well, no, Arizona in the comics, but they, they make it clear that they're in Berkeley, Berkeley this whole yeah. time. So it exactly. has to be a California I, desert. I just yeah. figured he leaped all the way from Arizona to there. Possible, yeah. So, okay, I can see that. So he Which gets was, he gets away. I think there'd be some more engagements between the two locations. No, though. it's Arizona. I think that was those yeah. were the rock formations. He because he went through Horseshoe Canyon. I thought or whatever. Fucking stupid. Who, yeah, who fuck he was, cares? Because he wasn't hey, really making contact hey, with the rocks. We ain't know nothing about geography. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> Americans. So he's jumping around. He was either in a red state or a blue state. Doesn't matter. Uh, so he's jumping around. Then the helicopters. What do you think of the helicopter fight? It was lame. I really liked when we saw an actual helicopter flying around and you could tell it was a real fucking helicopter. Problem being is then you have like four CGI helicopters that you could totally tell are not the legit. So Yeah, I thought this was way shittier in the tank scene. There's just a lot of just hovering and then it cut to Ross talking on his fucking oh, headset. Yeah, and, and a lack just, of understanding of the physics of a helicopter staying aloft in real yeah, life. Or, just, or when two helicopters are so close to each other. They like bump and it's like, we freaked the, the rotor on top of both of them. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh, we hit a near miss. Like, they're not jets. So you can't get that close. They're fucking helicopters. Uh, I, I love the scene. Uh, where is he at? He's in the rocks. Make me a parking lot. So then they blow him up and then he's like, okay, we got him. And well, he flies off and they the call him like. trying to bury him. Yeah. And they, or suffocate him, perhaps. And I grant it, they've shot him, blew him up. Yeah, rocks! No, rocks but if they, if they can contain him and suffocate him, if they drown him in the, the rocks and the rubble, I think so, that was the plan. But, but then he just like, helicopter flies off. Oh, the target's still alive. Okay, I got him. It's just super. Fucking helicopter chasing, really? This is not good. This is terrible. I thought it was okay. Not great, not great, but I thought it was okay. So, what did you think of the heroic moment where he saved the jet from slamming into the bridge then? Well, I was thinking about was that Iron Man totally stole the bit where they fly up into the stratosphere and try to knock him out through cold and through yeah, a, a lack of oxygen. He t- 100% Iron Man took that from this. You think so? I think, that's, I think Isn't that like a normal thing where you just fly up in the atmosphere to starve? Okay, they were trying to knock him out. He froze. 2003 versus is, a Marvel movie in 2008. Out, it's like, come on, man. Isn't that nah. how he took out the main villain? Is well, it's good because he space? had and done it, it earlier. twice, too. Yeah. He did it earlier in the movie and almost fucking bricked his shit and he remembered the trick so he did it again later to the other guy's suit he and he also remembered it when he saw hold on <laughs> you say so I, I don't know um they even do the frosting over of the face and shit. It's well, because that's what happens when you fly up in the fucking atmosphere. Don't get mad because that shit actually happens. It's cold Don't up there. Don't get mad bro. at science. 
Yeah, science, a, a humanoid form that's flying into outer space, and the the face of the humanoid form freezes over. That happens a lot in actual realism. Gets cold. I don't know. How, when was the last time you flew up into the fucking atmosphere? <laughs> Goddamn, Mister Wizard. Doesn't happen to Superman. Fucking Frank Nye, the science <laughs> yeah. guy, dumbass. The Martian Manhunter. Um. Anyway, so that yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff happens. He falls into the water. They bomb the water. In the meantime, no, Betty. The great uh, mirror sequence, though. You got you know. Right. You right. So, that. so oh, then yeah, that was the one thing that stood out to me. Yeah, yeah. He's falling. After semi-blacking And I thought out. it was going to be a fucking flashback for some reason. Yeah. He blacks out. Reason. You've had yeah, every right. reason to believe that. He blacks out, and it cuts to... Him shaving. Eric Bana shaving in a mirror. Not Bruce Banner mind, Eric Bana. Right. And he wipes the fr- the uh, steam Same. off the uh, medicine cabinet. Well, his hand is the, the Hulk's finger. Yeah, and, and when he when he wipes it away, you see the Hulk's face, and then the Hulk's fist bursts through the glass, grabs it, and it goes puny. Did he say puny banner? Is that puny what he said? Puny human. Puny human. And pulls him through. That was pretty cool. That was yeah. probably some more of the psychological stuff they should have gone for. Yeah, it worked on. And to me, that was that was a very Peter Davidish kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Just and, like the the Hulk being in the room where his mother was killed over and over again is very Peter David too. Yeah, it, and I very Keon era. Right, right, right. Lots of psychological repressed memory stuff going on. Um, so anyway, Betty convinces them that look, they're not. You're not going to beat the Hulk. You got to just get me close to him, and he'll chill out or whatever. So that's what they do. Which occurs and, and in and San Francisco, and of course, it's, it's the sun's going down, big guy. It's time to calm down. Come on, let's calm down, big guy. Very, very, very uh, reminiscent of that moment. These guys watch their own movies, clearly. Yes. Well, I mean, isn't that a normal thing in the Hulk? Not no, really. Not Betty really. doesn't no. calm the Hulk down no, ever. Not really. Mm-mm. Really? The Hulk will look at go, Betty, and then he'll jump away and he leaves. Very rarely does he like unhulk in front of her. I could have sworn that's a fucking Hulk trope. You got to calm him down and get him to turn back into Banner. Well, calming him down, sure, but that's not that particular. No, that wasn't like the that norm. In the comics. That wasn't the norm. Usually, the Hulk would just buzz I, off. I don't remember that ever happening in the comics. To be honest with you. Uh, does he just like blow his load and calm down somewhere? And that's like like he just rages out and then since he's alone, he, usually, he blacks he, out and wakes the, up. And the he's, military yeah. relents and he. Flies I didn't mean off to, to say blo- look. I didn't mean to say blow his load. That's not what I meant. I meant like he gets all the rage out and he's by himself somewhere. He he goes off to the forest somewhere. He's over by a stream and he slowly like chills out. Radiohead. He's just like no one understands me. Damn it. <laughs> He's still listening to Radiohead. Well, no, he no one understands that. me. I'm so angry. That's like Linkin Park. <laughs> Somewhere I belong. Yes, that's the moment of time that the Hulk is raged out completely. He's emoed out. Well, and he switches to Inya. Oh yeah. And looks and looks at uh, uh, National Geographic's microverse. You know, now, I mean, you got me. Let me watch this shots. fungus on this branch some more. You know, dude, I'm telling you, that's that. It's science, nature. Look at the nature, dude. It's just like it's fantastic. I, I imagine Lee just like grabbing his crotch and just like science, science. That's just yeah, because it's like they, they have. Are to, you saying he's got a ha- hang up? <laughs> 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 What the fuck? The, the comedy stylings of Frank. Fucking oh my god. Anger. <laughs> that might be the single worst joke on any of these. Dude, we've been doing this podcast for what, three years now? And you just dropped it. You could say that it's his anger. <laughs> Oh, I, I get it the, because his name is Angley. I get it. So he that's had a, one of those bad dad joke moments where it's like those bad dad jokes. Uh, <laughs> Ang up, <laughs> get it? 
Uh, oh my god! Anyway, he's so proud of himself about that too. Anyway, I'm sorry, low hanging fruit. What can I tell you? So no, but what I was saying is like, because like, like I don't know what the switch you guys are talking about. He was in the desert and he's just sitting next to a like a branch and he looks at a branch and then it zooms in on the branch and you see the fungi on the branch. And it's just like it, it's non-stop in this freaking movie. It's he spent so much time on that and I just cut that like scene out. I mean, you cut a lot of those scenes. I'm telling you, man, you trim this movie. Hour it's a 40, lot of fat. Hour and forty five. People, this movie gets a lot of fat. People on will it. forgive an hour and forty five minute long movie just because by the time they realize it sucks, then the lights are up and they're leaving. You're up, but we're up over. I think it's like two fifteen. This movie or something like that, or it's over two. It's uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, are you gonna I'll, pause it or is this literally? I was trying like, to yeah. see if the clock would come up. Oh. Is is this the? Do you want to? Well, no, they, they, are, are we, we done, done then? Yeah, I think, I think so. so yeah. He, got, he got Betty to chill out, or Betty got him to chill. I don't think Hold it was on. Betty. I think it was all the denim. It might have been. She was ensconced. <laughs> Just ensconced in denim. Uh, Tell you, man, just, the budget was getting a little thin near the end of the movie. I just want to take a moment to note that we watch a lot of movies, and we watch a lot of beautiful people in movies. And I like to watch for it. You'll occasionally catch this beautiful person at an angle where they're not beautiful, where they're kind of funky looking. It's like that bad shot, that bad angle, the, the wrong side of the face and shit. And we've seen a whole lot of Jennifer Connelly in this movie, and there's not a bad angle on this woman. I mean, it, she's like a fucking statue. It's it's remarkable. There's There's no funky shots. There's no way you could shoot her where she does not look... Like incredibly beautiful. Yeah, she is uh, very, very attractive in this in this movie. Just, but you said statue, and that's statuesque. Yeah, yeah. because her performance in this movie is well. You know, it's funny because you're you're complaining that you how dare you show emotion two hours in this movie? But I don't know if you've noticed this is like the fourth time she's cried so far in the movie. No, that's the first time I noticed that she's. Oh yeah, she cries in the cabin. She cries when she sees her dad. She cries here. I think she cried one other time. Besides, okay, well, she ran up and embraced Bruce and was crying on his shoulder to me that's the most emotion emotion I've seen from her it, like two people who were ex-lovers and that he's going through all this torment just like in Incredible Hulk and that's probably in both the movies combined that's the most like emotion I've seen between Betty and uh, Bruce not, not a you, good uh want to talk about Ross this time or do you want to wait for the finale because you said you wanted to talk about it oh, next time oh I don't think he's all that great in this movie I disagree I don't think he's all that great I think he's awesome I, I, th- I think a lot of his line delivery is super lame and his and it may be because of the direction then he just has these ridiculous outbursts just like out of nowhere he seems to be brooding the whole movie he's I don't even know if he's brooding dude but especially he's always upset he's like the, the, oh, yeah he's sort of like oh, huffy huffy oh, and then oh. he's talking kind of cool and then he's huffy huffy again and then I'm gonna pace around a room and I'm gonna get in hell Helicopter, but and then the helicopter. At least he emotes. I, I guess so, but like I mean, I understand he's having, he's trying to act via headset in a helicopter. But I thought the helicopters were all dumb. Just him flying around talking on a helicopter. It was I don't know. I, I'm he looks the part. I liked him earlier on in the movie. At this point, I'm sort although I'm kind of checked out on all these characters at this point in the movie. But. My only problem with Sam Elliott in this movie is that it seems like they intentionally cut his mustache in the worst possible it's, way. It's, it's very, crooked. It's it's crooked, it's crooked and it's blocky. And it, the man is known for his mustaches, and they just. It, it, it feels like it's defacing a national you know, it's, monument. It's fucking crooked. I'm glad you like brought that. it up. His mustache is fucking crooked and I've been staring at it all movie. Yeah. yeah. Same here. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm becoming. But I know one thing for sure. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry.
where do we pick up here? They were taking... Uh, after they had captured Banner, they reunited him with his father, which I think they did a decent job of explaining a lot of the necessary mechanics to set up Hulk being created and hulking out over the course of the movie. But for him to have just completed a rampage throughout the streets of San Francisco, and they're going to have him hang out with his dad at an air hangar with like a giant magnet thing that's supposed to blow them both up if they get out of line... And then we watch David Banner monologue like he's on fucking... Well, he's so animated and so aggravating to a person that we know is activated by anger. And he's he's acting like he's on the Jerry Springer set or something. Yeah. Uh, As you pointed out, it's like a bad two-man play. Complete with two guys in a chair and a spotlight. Nick Nolte was chewing up that scenery. He literally chewed the scenery. He was chewing up that scenery. He literally chewed the scenery at one point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. So, yeah, I mean, I... Well, well, explain what exactly happens, though. I mean, I guess he gets too turned up, so they're like, all right, we'll fucking zap him. But why does he get turned up? Because they're having a conversation about Banner finally remembering his mom, but he can't remember her name, which I think is weird because it's it's a weird kind of fridging kind of thing. They kill her off just as a motivating tool. They never do give her a name throughout the entire movie, although it's strongly intimated that Banner sought out a woman like his mother in Betty, it seemed like. There's a physical resemblance to everything else. Martha! But they never named her. Martha! Martha. Um, I do, I don't know what he was fucking ranting about. So basically, what David's saying, first he sort of seems like he's trying to console his son as he's breaking down from finally realizing that his father killed his mother and all, trying to deal with the emotional repercussions of all the shit he's been bottling up for years and years. And then when he refuses his father's affections, the father explains, well, I'm not really here for this anyway. I'm here to trigger you to turn into the Hulk. And then I would really like to hear your interpretation of what happens from there. Um, just like where he pulls the electrodes out and he bites them. Is that what we're talking about? Sure. From there. Okay. He pretty much turns into zap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He turns into fucking zap. Okay. He, he, he starts. Or, or Zax. Zax. Yeah. Zax. Zax is an electrical being from the Hulk comics. Yeah. Or from Marvel comics today. Was it the Hulk? Mm, Marvel. Okay. So because he's like the fucking absorbing man, he's absorbing this electricity. So they're like, well, hit the button and zap them both. And they hit the button and it doesn't work. Because he's, he's projecting an exactly opposite electromagnetic field. Like this is so much stupid fucking bullshit. Science. 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 Um, anyway, and then he fucking like turns into the okay, living. All the lights go out in the Bay Area. Yeah. And then suddenly he's like, za- he zaps away through the clouds. Well, they're teleporting through the clouds. And as, as I think he goes. As he's creating lightning with his electrical powers, you're seeing the silhouette of the Hulk, who apparently has been carried off with him, away, even yeah. though we never seen him Hulk out. Although, which I thought was artfully done, but it didn't, I didn't understand it, necessarily what was oh, happening. No, right, no, it looked really, it looked, it looked pretty. I, I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. And then. It, they crash out in the desert in like a lake. He absorbs rock. He turns into like a, a rock guy and he fights him. And then he touches the Hulk and turns no. himself into like a Hulk rock guy. And then he falls in the water. I, I don't. I want him to do it oh. first. Then he throws him into a boulder and then he turns into like a boulder guy. But he's like stuck in the boulder and the Hulk throws the boulder and he turns into water. And then he goes, the Hulk goes into the water and then he's like sucking him down. This, this is where it already sounds bizarre. Once they get in the water, this movie fucking goes completely off the rails. And I don't understand what the fuck happens for the last whatever 
five ten minutes of the movie. He's like sucked down in the water, and he's ta- they're talking to him, and there's like these like weird floating energy fists for a while. It's just really weird shit. I don't know what he's fighting, but he's underwater, but he's not really acting like he's underwater. I I don't know. And then he's finally he's like, "Give me your power, give me all of it." He's like, "You can't handle it." And then he's like emitting this green mist at him. Right? This happened. I didn't like black out. Is this, did this happen? <laughs> I'm wanting to hear your interpretation. So he's I'm like, "I'm not gonna reinterpretate all this shit." He's like absorbing the Hulk's. In, he's like letting it out. I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't know. He's. Conti- I don't know. And, and then he's so much that he's like, "Take it back! Take it back!" And then, like, this weird, gooey nuclear bomb goes off, and then the army shoots it, and it blows up. Mr. Fix-It. I'm not going to go... He basically said it. Okay, so it you don't, just, you don't have any additional... It was just a gangbang of imagery, and that was it. That's what it was. That was a gangbang of imagery. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck was going on. There was lots of energy swirls and bubbles. The first time I saw this movie, which is how I knew I wasn't in line with you, I was working at a video store, and I rented the VHS copy, and on my television, trying to watch that sequence, it was so fucking dark, I literally could not see what the fuck was happening so it's just like a black screen to me for like five minutes because it's a very short fight i mean relatively like, especially the marvel where they always have those overly long cgi battles at the end that fight is only like five minutes long at most at most right the flashbacks were longer i didn't know what the fuck was going on either and it wasn't until i rewatched the movie and i'd also i'd read a little bit of stuff about the movie so somebody had already kind of keep me into so i was looking for this so i'm not claiming like i figured this out for myself but apparently what happens is that David Banner has the Absorbing Man powers, but he's unstable. And I'm assuming that that means that he either is going to lose control of the power or he's going to blow up like that frog at the beginning of the movie or some shit like that. So he needs to trigger Bruce to become the Hulk so that he can absorb the Hulk's power to stabilize his own abilities. So that's why he has to trigger the Hulk. As he's fighting the Hulk, you see a moment where the Hulk starts to go a little like white, like ashen. That's the only clear indication that he's absorbing the Hulk's power. The more he hulks out, the more power he's feeding into his father. He says something about that underwater. Right. Something like... When they're underwater, they begin to have a telekinetic conversation where this is reiterated where telepathic yeah te- what did i say telekinetic sorry yeah telepathic that would and mean so, their brains are fighting each other right uh so they're they're the telepathic confident conversation is that you know go ahead hulk out fight me keep fighting me i want you to keep fighting me because the more you fight me the stronger you get the more powerful you get the more of your power I absorb and i become more powerful so i can go after the military and basically end military intervention in the world and conquer the world and also the kind of bullshit that he was talking about when he's still a human being and banner is remembering all the horrible shit in his life and he's getting angrier and angrier and he's like you want it take it take it all and he overpowers his dad he gives his dad so much hulk juice that he swells up into this giant jellyfish looking thing and then that gets shot with like gamma nukes and blows up the dad that is of all the things they reiterate over and over again to make sure you don't get it you get it especially with all those flashbacks could they have taken like one more minute to really explain what the fuck was going on there yeah so if you watch it a second or third time and you've got that information it'll make sense but seeing in a movie theater i'm sure that was like what the fuck was that and i'll defend this movie i think there's a lot of good shit in this movie but i've always heard and i think it's entirely true you could not do such a great job for the majority of a movie but if you end well you have a really good strong ending people walk out of the movie happy and they'll they'll you'll get good word of mouth and you'll do some decent sales but even if you're doing a good job for 75 percent of the movie if you shit the bed at the very ending all people are going to be talking about when they walk out of the theater is what a terrible job you did and i think that's exactly what happened with the hulk anything that was good about this movie got washed no. away by how bad the no. ending was no 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 look man i went into this with a very open mind 
This movie is not good. This movie is not good. There is not a single good acting performance in the entire fucking film. And uh, you can try and say that it's not the actor's fault. You can say the director was telling them to act this way. Uh, Everybody in this movie is fucking medicated, dude. This movie is medication. This movie is so much medication, I feel like I might fall asleep tonight and wake up tomorrow and found that I posted racist shit on Twitter. This is Ambien. This movie's fucking Ambien. I, I I would have to beg to differ it for no other reason than Nick Nolte is clearly off his meds for every scene. But of even movie. he goes whack. He really only goes crazy, crazy in that one scene. Oh, he, he he's crazy for the entire movie. Honestly, I don't really think he's fucking even in this movie a lot. I don't even think he's really in this movie. He's a in lot. a fair amount of the movie. I, I he's mean, a fair, he's a, a, a double digit scenes. For a second there, I thought they were setting him up as like a as a villain in the next movie because I completely forgot about the stupid uh, telepathic absorbing man fight at the end. I, I thought that that they were locking him up and he was supposed to be for the next movie because I, I was like, what, what have they built up that he's? Well, I didn't know what his motivation was. What he's okay? So I guess I'm gonna take over the world. I'm gonna kill. I like. I don't know, dude. This movie sucks. I, I love Nick Nolte's performance in this movie. I thought he did a, he was, I, I enjoyed the scenery chewing. I enjoyed the craziness. I enjoyed the boundary pushing. I love that he talks like a super villain throughout the film. He, he practically is like doing an audition for Dr. Doom. I felt at some parts because he speaks. It, it, like his entire performance is meta because he, it's like he's talking about the characters as though he's he's watching them in in, a, in the movie. He's like critiquing them within the movie itself. I, I enjoyed him. I I liked the performances in general. I do think that a lot of the weirder performances were intentional. I think Banna was the one exception. He's just a really bad actor. I love the transitions. I love the propulsive quality. I think this movie was extremely influential uh, on movies both good and bad. I've I've heard some people really defend Speed Racer and I've had a lot of people talk shit about Speed Racer, but this movie is obviously in its DNA. I think that Scott Pilgrim versus the world where Scott, yeah, that, I think it's, there's no way that movie comes into existence without the Hulk existing. Uh, and I love Scott Pilgrim. I think it's a fantastic uh, movie. Um, I do think that what happened though is Ang Lee, I, I, especially, I, I think it was refreshing in 2003, but I still appreciate it. After seeing all these superhero movies that were embarrassed to be comic book adaptations and just tried to avoid comic book aspects as much as possible, I love how enthusiastic Ang Lee is about trying to adapt a comic book to the point where the end credits are in Comic Sans, which I think probably lost from the very beginning of the movie is that the, the cred- opening credits were also in Comic, comic Sans. People just yeah. hate Comic Sans. Yep. But they actually have dialogue balloons, caption balloons, uh, exploding balloons, all kinds of stuff to let you know this is a comic book movie. And I think he just absolutely fell in love with the medium and, and how it conveys story. But it was such a literal translation of comic books in a way that reminds me of Dick Tracy was also so... So literal but here's the deal. Here's in, the deal. in its adaptation. No. But also like Dick Tracy, one of the big things that there was a problem with Dick Tracy is that Warren Beatty's cast as the lead character and he's just a personality vacuum. There's just nothing there. The the bright yellow coat and hat that he wears throughout the movie Dick Tracy are wearing him. He's just this blank. Everybody else is so big, so crazy, and he's just this boring slab of meat throughout the movie. This movie has similar problems in that its two lead characters are so deadened, so flat. And it, I still think Jennifer Connelly is doing it on purpose, and I do think she does a decent job of it. But the lead performance is really terrible, and I think that hurts it a lot. I also, again, think that that everybody went to this movie in 2003 expecting it to be Spider-Man, and they did everything they possible to sell it as though it were Spider-Man. And it's very much not Spider-Man. It's very much kind of a weird, quirky, trying-to-be-artsy movie. 
but it's way too long and it's still way too commercial. And it's just a weird, fascinating failure. But I actually really enjoy it. I found it a lot more interesting than a lot of superhero movies. And I just appreciate the enthusiasm that Ang Lee has in approaching this material in a really novel way. I never got tired of the transitions. I, I find them interesting. Um, I, I just I have a lot of fun with this movie. I, th- I think I, it's a fascinating failure that I, I still thoroughly enjoy. I, I The reason I got tired of the transitions is because there was nothing going on. You're transitioning me from boring, s- s- just uh, saltine crackers talking to another saltine cracker. A lot and of you're monotone. Just, you're just moving the saltine crackers around really cool. And after a while, that shit gets really – it was getting on my nerves. And I'm like, can you please – convince me any of these characters give a shit about one another it can just give me some fucking emotion and here's another thing you're talking about his the comic book influence show you like anley how about this stop trying to fucking overthink and recreate everything like it can't be a bomb it's got to be medicine and it's got to be medicine well guess what you know what's fucking boring on screen telling me about medicine the whole fucking movie <laughs> you know what's not boring a fucking bomb going off and they're showing the comic book in that little yeah they, they did a making of a featurette and uh, you know i love comic book documentaries on these things but of course they spend like seven minutes or so talking about the comic book stuff and then let's start talking about the other media adaptations now and let's only talk to Stan Lee and not talk to any other comic book people and Stan Lee barely remembers shit that he did 40 years ago and it's I, on, I, wait, I miss, wait, wait. I miss I, I you're going off on that this. documentary but no, I'm, no, I was making a point I know but I still prefer that to the absence of that in modern Marvel movies when they do their DVDs that's why I don't buy their Blu-rays and DVDs anymore because they don't have a cool comic doc but you're right it would have been way like cooler to watch a bomb blow, go off than to watch a dude hold two cylinders in a lab and the filter thing happen and, god dude and they were just so and they were trying their fucking hardest to convince us they were talking to the medical ex- or the, the scientific uh, consultant they brought in to talk and he was all like see his dad's science in the 60s or whatever was like I'm going to create these soldiers and I'm going to mesh this DNA and really his son's doing the same thing he's trying to heal people but he's doing it with machines do you get the dichotomy what like you've already got the father and son in the fucking movie you can create conflict between the father and son because he's like it's supposed to represent the the class don't represent it just actually have fucking do it do it on the screen you got the fucking actors here have some conflict show me some conflict you're overthinking the shit out of this and so they literally during that documentary they're showing you it's side by side the the two origins and i'm like the comic book looks way fucking cooler than what you did in your movie what you did in the movie was boring and lame and took way too much time to explain uh the bomb makes sense we get the bomb the bomb is visually can you imagine the visuals they could have done of the bomb irradiating his body seen a skeleton or whatever instead it was just freaking trash and then they talk about later on how you know the hulk he goes through these transformations and when he wakes up he's he's got this guilt and he's having to deal with the emotional distress of all this chaos that he's wrecked and i'm like we didn't fucking get that one time in this stupid lame ass movie that's trying to convince me that it knows him. it's trying to talk to me about all these emotions and all the psychological stuff involved well how about when he wrecks the fucking lab and destroys all those people's life work including his own he doesn't give a shit. I'm eating some cereal He's here. eating some well, chicken or cereal, whatever it was. He didn't even give a shit. And I'm like, that is a huge part of the Hulk. After he hulks out, he has... Mr. Fix-It, wake up. We're talking about your fucking character here. After after the Hulk wakes up, there's this guilt 
Yeah. And, and Ed Norton did get movie. that. You got to give him credit for that. that there, there was much more of that in Incredible Hulk than we Way got more. Movie. So that's cool he has and a comic. wasn't enough in that movie, but there was way more than in this movie. And, and, well, this movie was way longer, and there was way more time to do that. So like Mr. Fixer was saying, cut some fucking flashbacks out, and why don't we deal with some repercussions of this guy turning into the Hulk and destroying all this stuff? That's a huge part of the Hulk. But... We don't have time for that because we're dealing with the father and the son well, and the accidental murder. Too, and, just, we forget this movie was 2003, right? So you notice he never kills any military. The military are always shown in a, a, a positive light. And his destruction is kind of minimized. It's just, you know, a little bit of property damage for the most part. 9-11, man. I think that 9-11 cast a pal over this movie and prevented them from dealing with a lot of that kind of stuff. And it's possible that's the reason why they made such a big focus of the father and son conflict, which has never been a part of the Incredible Hulk and all of his comic books. It's a part of his origins. It's, it, it, it very much explains why he has this rage inside of him because of his abusive father and his abusive upbringing. But his father isn't an issue after he's in adulthood. It's never a thing in the comic books for the most part, um, aside from looking back on him when they're trying to psychoanalyze him and shit. And and they made an entire movie about a father-son conflict that is not present in the comics. Plus, the comics are full of this kid named Rick Jones, who's like the regular dude, who's your character who, who audiences can plug into when they're surrounded by all these scientists and military men. This movie desperately needed that POV character who funny and lightens things up. And that's you never get that in this movie. So you never have that spark of life that you need that a guy like Rick Jones can bring. I think that's something that's been absent for both the Hulk movies, and I think it's hurt both of the Hulk movies, is that lack of humor and that lack of a character that you can plug into that's your audience surrogate. Uh, I mean, just just to close, dude, this movie is as boring as I remember it being. This movie's boring, dude. It is so boring. It's so slow. It, it's so slow. And I, you keep you. I can't remember what was the term you just used with the um with the transitions. It just kind of mm-hmm. keeps everything. I mean, I guess. But how come the movie didn't go anywhere for such long stretches? I mean, again, it just it makes me more pissed off. I feel like Ang Lee found some new fucking tricks with these transitions, and that's all he did was just get off on these transitions and didn't give a shit about the movie he was making. I mean, it didn't seem like he gave a shit about anything, or, or he gave I, I a shit about the did. wrong stuff. I think he did, but I do think that he it was ponderous. It, it, there were a lot of longer cuts, like longer shots than you needed, more time spent on stuff that you didn't need to. Way too many flashbacks when you really needed to explain what the fuck was happening in the third act. Um, took way too long to get to the Hulk actually hulking out, which is remember was a big complaint back when the movie came out. But I love how it's shot. I actually kind of like the, the slow motion shots of the nature and, and you know that like you almost get that sense of him seeking that serenity. He's drawn to that serenity, but then the the violence of modern life and the military and the scientists are always wrecking that peace within him. I, I get a lot of stuff that Ang Lee was trying to do, and I enjoy it, but I can absolutely see where other people would not. I absolutely see why general audience especially would not plug into this movie. It's just for me, I forgive it those faults, and I still really enjoy. Because it's, I'm not saying there's not some really weird, interesting stuff in this movie. I'm not trying to say that. And and we also remember in 2003, you know, people weren't tired. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe we we got to change. We got to change the origin up because we got so many origins. That's the big complaint now. Oh, it's another origin movie. Well, at this point, there had been two origin movies, three origin movies. The people weren't burned out on that yet. So I I don't understand why they felt they need to change so much shit. I, I I don't know if the the mother death, losing my mother and father. They were trying to mix a little Batman in with it. Like, I, I don't know what he was. I just don't get what they were well, trying that, to do. You know, and that's the thing that bugs me about most comic book origins, especially when 
they were translated to screen. I think it's much more believable, much more emotionally resonant that Bruce Banner was an abused child. His father beat him and had horrible expectations of him and you know, drove him psychologically, emotionally for years and years. And that's where you get Bruce Banner. That's where you get all that repression and all that anger from. Where this movie and so many other comic book movies posit that there's one traumatic moment, one turning point that flips a switch that turns you from a regular person into an inevitable superhero. And that's not how life works. It's not. It's never one thing that makes you who you are. It's a collection of your experiences over the course of your life, especially over the course of your childhood. And it's just so fucking easy to just be like, well, mommy killed daddy and now I'm the Hulk. I, I think that's really, really lazy. And the entire movie hinges on one moment, one act of violence. And I think that it's... It's shown that David Banner's a messed up guy. I don't think at any point in the movie are you ever on his side. But to have him literally drug out in a straitjacket, I don't think that's something that anybody can relate to. I don't think anybody has an experience like that. Mommy killed my daddy and he was drug out by a straight dragon. He was a crazy right. man. And he, he was doing his best Gary Busey impersonation. Uh, that's not something you can plug into. I think I, you could totally relate to an abused child far more. I think that that would be much more resonant. I think that it would be a much more interesting story to tell and would be healthier. It would be something that yeah. you could feel. This movie has a real problem with never letting you feel things. It, it, you're just watching them. For me, even me, I don't emotionally plug in this movie I just kind of groove with it and I kind of dig on the visuals and shit and I do enjoy the hulking out sequences but I'm never plugged in to the characters I don't care about what happens to the characters because they never do anything that resonates with me as a human being who has had experiences on this earth and I think that's one of the reasons why I like Thunderbolt Ross because I can at least understand this guy who's bound by duty and loves his daughter and is afraid that something like this is going to happen to his daughter the way that it happens to this dude's wife and, and child and we do see moments where Banner actually gets violent with Betty to give you cause to make you wonder maybe he oh, is like his dad. Oh, we totally didn't talk where, about that scene. There's, there's one moment where he freaks out after he kills the dogs and he ch- starts choking starts Betty. Starts choking Betty? Like, dude, this movie is freaking whack, dude. Well, I think the intention was to make you wonder if maybe Banner was a threat and to validate Ross's <laughs> concerns. And they, But again, Ross is one of the only people in this movie who I emotionally believe would do the things he does, intellectually believe would do the things he does. Everybody else is kind of... There's something wrong with you that you're do- having this reaction that you're doing, making this choice. Yeah, it's like you said. You never get to. You, you never feel for Banner at all. You never feel for Betty for the most part because you never see why she's so invested in Bruce. You only through empathy you can see where she could see what a horrible situation he's in and feel bad, especially when she's the one who calls on her dad to trank him in the jorts. Um, but you ne- but you never understand why she would love this person, why she would want to have this guy in his, her bed, why she would want to kiss him. You know, he's he's an attractive dude, I guess, but there's nothing there when when david banner calls bruce a shell that's just holding back the hulk and the hulk's the real son i kind of see that in this movie because you never get a person there and you know what i like it just the more i think about it i'm like was there what was really the benefit of him having it where his father conducted experiments on himself and impregnated his wife and gave birth to a mutated son like just it gets really far afield from the comics but even then even so then he was going to kill his own son Right. And uh, it's just... It doesn't entirely make sense that that's the 
natural conclusion to everything else. No. And especially if that's the case, then why does he suddenly become so, well, not suddenly, 30 years later, he becomes so invested in the Hulk, you know? It's just such a bizarre way to mess something up that just was not really messed up. The Hulk's origin, nothing wrong with the Hulk's origin. Yeah. There's just nothing wrong with it. You want to update well, it a little I mean, bit, yeah, that's fine. Well, he gets blown up, which is not scientifically how these things would work out. Or but we're doing nuclear testing, then maybe we don't just do a bunch of nuclear testing anymore. That's fine, too. Change that a little bit. You don't need to go so far. They, you do not need to go as far as they went in this movie. Yeah. And all it did was you had to tell, like, five origins. Like, you're telling five origins in one movie slowly. Well, and let's get into the whole Joseph Campbell monomyth kind of shit, okay? At what point do we see a reason? Like, how is Banner a hero? He's trying to, like, help people with medicine and science and shit, but you never feel like he has a motivation for doing that. He's just sort of, like, programming. And then when he's the Hulk, he, he kind of helps people, you know, but what's the motivation? Why is he doing that? You know, it's... And maybe if it would have been, I could have saved my mother if we had this sort right. of technology. Give but us they, something. Yeah, but they, they don't Never really do any that. explanation. No. And you're taking away from the lore. It may not be scientific accurate that the guy gets caught in a gamma explosion and he becomes a Hulk, but it works as a myth. If you look at superheroes as a modern mythology, it doesn't have to be scientifically correct so long as it has an emotional truth to it. And especially living in 2018 where people are denying that the Earth is round and orbits the sun and things like crisis actors or something that people talk about, I think you could sell a gamma bomb explosion, okay? I don't think you have to make it science-proof, make it no-prize-proof. Tell the fucking myth. Understand that you're telling myths. You're not telling scientific facts. Yeah. None of this is scientific fucking fact. There aren't mutants. You're not going to tell me that there's a gene that gives you the ability to control the fucking weather, okay? It's never going to fucking happen. You either buy into it or you don't. Now, you might buy into it too hard where you're like, let's do a super bright lime green Hulk in bright purple pants. You know, that's maybe buying it too much. Let's have the actual panel progressions. That's probably buying it too much. But, it, and that is a problem with this movie is it buys into so much of the goofy shit it and then it still retreats ultimately yeah so, that's yeah. what i'm saying like make up your fucking mind what what are you trying to do are you here? being realistic or are you being big crazy pop art yeah because then it's like all the science just goes out the door and then the hulk's jumping around in orange shorts and you're yeah, like, when the guy <laughs> bites off the electric cables and becomes electro man it's like okay stop trying to do science and then now. they're having a then they're having a, a psychotic episode underwater speaking to each other absor- and it's like yeah well what happened to your science expert that you hired to explain to us how the nanite technology works you know what i mean uh, i just i don't know uh, i i understand i just feel like they put in so much effort to this movie and you how did you fuck it up this bad you really fucked this movie up this movie could have been i think this movie could have been really good even with the the dated technology tighten it up work on the third act yeah don't fuck the stupid origin up i mean they spent a lot of money get on, rick they, in there and make some laughs make some ha-has it, it just seems so i mean i know it's not easy but it just seems so much easier this seemed somebody somebody had to put a stop to this at some point somebody should have been able to see this is going to be freaking terrible um but i i don't know okay terrible well, it's, not the it's right another, word it's another instance of the I, I liked theory. everybody there was a, again you get back to burton on batman 1989 there was so much of a tug of war with him and the producers over how that movie was going to play out and they did not trust him and they fought with him go back to superman uh the salkins were constantly dicking with donner and not trusting him and then they went on to get a bunch of journeyman directors to do Superman movies and completely tank the franchise there is definitely a history of not believing in auteur filmmaking and and not having faith in them and fucking it up 
But there's also just long of a history of, okay, Joel Schumacher, go ahead and go full camp. This will be great, right? So You put nipples on those costumes. Right. So you, you, I understand why they would allow, they, they would assume that, okay, we're just not seeing Yang's vision. Let's just let him do what he's going to do, and, and it will have something spectacular. And, again, I enjoy it. I, I will defend this movie. I, I will definitely, I enjoy watching this more than the, most of the Spider-Man movies, for instance, uh, most of the X-Men movies. But I definitely, again, see where there were major problems. And this is definitely one of those, like, I really loved Life Force and Howard the Duck too. You know, I, it's, a, it's a fascinating failure, but I totally get why it was not commercially as successful as it could have been. So uh, that's what I want to say. But well, not a flop. Comparing Again, this... We, we've talked about this in the Incredible Hulk episode. It was not a flop. It just didn't uh, do anything I, like Super It rode off the first weekend. I remember it had a massive first weekend because yeah. everybody was so jazzed up. And then it fell off a fucking cliff. Yep. So the only reason it was, a quote, unquote, not a quote, unquote, flop was because so many people went and saw it that first weekend. And they were like, this sucks. Don't go see it. And then it, the box office tanked. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of like it was an accidental success because no, they were fooling well, that, up and people I don't that think first week. Poison stuff did all that great either. So, so, but what I want to say is, I, I don't honestly though. I will say I don't know if I like this one more or worse than the Incredible Hulk because people say it's easy. Oh, Incredible Hulk's way better than this movie. I don't know. This movie experimented with some stuff. Yeah. The uh, Incredible Hulk is, I think, is just, at least it's shorter for God's sake, it, and it, it's definitely safer. Way safer, shorter. Uh, but you know, I, I, the acting sucked in that movie too. The the plot made as little sense. I think the special effects were as shitty at times, especially that fight scene with the abomination in the end. Um, like I thought that 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 where they were underwater swirling. I don't know what the fuck was going on. It looked pretty cool. Um, so with that said, this movie is like panned all the time. I, okay, don't pan this movie and then tell me that you like The Incredible Hulk because I'm trying to say. I would I, definitely rather watch this than Ant Man, for instance. Uh, I find that so. No, no I find that oh I find that so boring, okay, so look, look, safe. Look, look, the Hulk that we have in the MCU now would not be born without this shitty movie. And what they did is they overcorrected with Incredible Hulk. They went straight action. So then you have basically you have the Thor. You have the first Thor, which is this one, which is a boring fucking movie. You do overcorrection, then you have this action full movie that has no laughs in it. And then finally we get to Ragnarok, where you add some laughs, you add some humor, you have some action. The characters are developed enough where you can enjoy the film. This movie is so fucking far from that that it's in its own category. Like to say, I, I would you would rather watch this than Ant Man? I think you just troll. There's no, no fucking way. That's, this not, movie, that's not, no. This movie, Ant-Man I, is I, fucking I, I safe as shit. I literally fell asleep with my eyes open a few times because this movie was so fucking boring. And I'm a huge Hulk fan. I know the fucking mythology. And I, th- I think that plays so into it. I think that because I'm less invested in the Hulk, this, this I'm more willing is, to allow it. It's, it's, I'm so, this movie is Thor. It is boring. Invested or is, not, if you have two people on screen who literally look medicated, mumbling, like whispering, do like the phone call in bed or whatever. Well, that was a deleted scene. I know scene. it was a deleted Terrible scene. Oh, man, the deleted scenes. This Jesus. is some, this is some of the worst shit you've ever seen. But the reason they deleted, deleted it scenes. was because that scenes in this movie five other times where they are just somberly. It's a. I had. To, I told you to turn the movie up like three or four times. They're literally barely opening their mouths to just whisper. Look, if you want to give this movie visually, it's different. Oh, I give you that. Big deal. I. I, I love the I way lost, it tells a story. I love that. The, that, yeah. that that little. Um, 
trick lost its uh, fun Fancy. after about 15 minutes. I was like, I'm tired of the cut screens. That's not cute. It's it's almost getting lazy now because it's lazy storytelling. Look at here. Look at this. Look at this. No, look over here. Look. There's too much to look at. Like I, I said, I don't know what they were anymore. moving saltine crackers around. It, it was boring. It near the end. Okay, in the ending fight, they just didn't know what to do anymore. They ran out of fucking ideas. What are we gonna do? Uh, he just absorbs the Hulk, and what happens? Uh, he, he he absorbs anger, and what happens? Um, he pops. Like that's just fucking lazy. <laughs> I, they, that's fucking for, lazy. For a movie that that hyped up this father son shit so much, they really had no idea how to end this. No, right? it was just fucking lazy writing. It's like uh, he just popped. And what about the Hulk? Um, he he, he vanishes. He, he goes to South America. And what are we gonna do about Ross? Uh, he's gonna call his daughter, and they know that he might still be alive. I mean, that, that was just a really lazy ending. They had no I, action. I did, actually, I did not mind the the conversation between the Rosses because no, I thought that was okay. That, no, that, I, that, that was even, such, even though you know, he's if you, if you if was you alive, you would tell me no. I wouldn't because even though I love him, I wouldn't want to pretend to be because it would just start yeah, all the over fuck again. Up. No, yeah. look, she should have just said, "I see his, I see his point." It's, I, that's, I, I think that's you come really to just la- it's just that's just tacking on con- a conversation no, no, you, to try no, to like. No, no, no. Wait a second. Look, the you see the the explosive final confrontation between the banners. How the resolution comes from Bruce finally just unleashing all the anger and hurt that his father created for what he'd done in his so life. His fucking therapy and, and burst him. Literally, yes. And then you see that the Rosses have actually come to an understanding. She knows that her father did what he what he thought was right. She's she loves Banner. She still hopes that he's still alive. But she's forgiven her father for the things that he's done, and they've repaired their relationship because they're finally honest with each no, other. She just admitted, "I will lie to you." But I would I lie to you if he did come to you because I, I still love him. I don't respect you. I don't respect. That's not my... a lack of respect. She understands that he's bound by a moral code. He has to do what he thinks is right, and she has to do what she thinks so is right. She, and they both understand so each other selfish. in that respect. She's being selfish. No, she's not being selfish. She knows that he can freak dude, no, out. They and just I, have a different. The weird thing is, you're defending this movie more. I should be defending this movie. No, and because I can't. you're a Hulk fan, and I'm a I'm a fan of the movie. No, I, I, I would buy that if you showed me that connection without the movie, and I I don't think it was there. But I think that's just a problem with the yeah. movie. I didn't. Mind the, the Ross part at the end. Yeah, I like the Ross part. Uh, right. and, they, and they show Banner actually trying to be a hero. He's in South America. He's doing sciencing shit up and getting uh, people medicine. And the evil rebels come in or the evil government agents come in and they make him angry and you don't like him when he's angry. Uh, Eric Banner's got this big fucking beard on, which just reminds me that much more that he does not look anything like Bruce Banner. Uh, plus, he's dressed like fucking Congo Bill or some shit. And he's got a goddamn tree frog it's crawling around in his fucking head. Nature, <laughs> nature, nature, nature. Sure, here's your nature. So it's a it's a big over the top crazy ridiculous movie. It's a movie about Ang Lee experimenting and and going broad and trying to do a no no like movie. they said they even said in the fucking speeches the features he never does the same movie twice. So this was an experimental piece for him. He really didn't know what he was doing. I, I, know, I think he knew shit. what he was doing. This was doing. an art film. This was a really, yeah. really expensive art film yeah. that he took a character that I care for and love and the mythos that I enjoy. And he's like, I don't understand it, but I'm going to just fuck with it. I'm going to Yoko Ono the shit out of this. And I'm just like, yeah, really? no. Really? Oh, my God. Did you drop a Yoko Ono reference? Dude, he's, he might as well sat there and just, because, eh, eh. dude, that movie is just so fucking annoying. This movie is really annoying. Like, I thought about it. I'm, at least when they try to overcorrect with Incredible Hulk and make it an action film. They still lacked humor. Like, I don't understand why these movies don't have a little bit of humor. They didn't have the formula yet. And because the Superman movies have terrible humor that is... No, like, this, they did try to do a joke in here. 
They've tried a couple times and the jokes were horrible. Right, but again, I'm reminded of the fucking Superman movies that have the worst fucking humor. Uh, our friends over at the Fire and Water Network just did a big brackets game where they did like March Madness with superhero movies. And it put me in a position where I was trying to figure out, well, what movie versus what movie that I have affection for. Us being the generation we grew up in, we both have love for Superman 1 and 2. But the thing that really knocked back in the brackets for me was the humor in the Superman movies is so fucking terrible. Everything with fucking um, Otis and Miss T- Tess Mocker. It's like, get, oh my God, fucking, I, I, I kill me now and I'm trying to watch that shit. Yeah, you, you, much, you repress that stuff. You yeah, you movie. forget about but, those but elements. You just he... try to think about the cool shit, like when he's turning the earth backwards because he's screaming over the death of Lois and shit. And you're like, oh my god, that that hurts so much, and oh, I feel so much. But you forget throughout so much these fucking movies. So I think they were afraid of doing humor. Um, I think that but, they have a much I, but better balance movie, now. But 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 Spider Man One already come out, and it had some nice. It, it, really, I remember a lot of humor in Spider Man One. Yeah, I think Spider Man. I had to go back joke and where he jumps and he falls down or he slams into the wall. Like that's but. I, that's, I, I, that's do, you, actual... do you really want Ang Lee bringing you the comedy then? Oh no, no, he you think that comedy. was going to work? No, 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 no. no, but but I'm not saying he, he doesn't need to, to be slapstick. He doesn't need to be slapstick, but fuck, dude! Like no, when they were sitting and they're drinking the, the beer, definitely... when they were drinking the beer, and she was like, "Well, if it ever rains frogs, I guess they're going to come to us." Drink beer, set beer down because they j- just blown the frog up. That's a yeah. joke. Nerd humor. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? And that's what this movie was. It was just and the thing, and, and they were they were doped up to, to hate on up. Superman one and two's humor, dude. At the time when you're ten years old, that's fucking hilarious. If you show that to no. a kid, they go, yes, no. If I show that to a kid, they're fucking gonna laugh. Dude, I saw Superman in '79. No, I always hated that shit. Nah. I hated that shit in '79. The you're movie a theater. Fuck sometimes. I was spiteful I, fuck sometimes, but that's also terrible fucking humor. And I would much rather. When Otis is trying to climb and he's bringing down the, fuck the fucking the when he's bringing down the fucking hot air balloon, I thought that shit was hilarious. And they're like, "Get down, get off!" I thought G Hackman, his straight man to Otis, was pretty funny because he's trying to be a straight man and Otis is fucking shit around. I thought it was funny. Okay, it's funny. I, I'll respect your opinion on that. Please respect my opinion on the Hulk. I'd much rather watch a, a movie that doesn't suddenly introduce this stupid slapstick bullshit that doesn't make any sense and has no bearing and basis in the comics. Um, but yeah, I also find shit like Ant Man to just be boring ass. Safe pussy, uh, disnified fucking superhero bullshit. But then you, uh, you praise the shit out of Wonder Woman. And I praise the shit out of Wonder Woman. And Bad. don't fucking go this fucking road again. You're gonna fucking piss me off. I'm gonna fucking always put the fucking one. You wonder why I don't want to fucking see Wonder Woman 1984 with you? Because you always fucking want to need to move with this fucking shit. You fucking dick. Because you attack and which I enjoy. I'm not even fucking talking about this anymore. I will say that I wasn't sure which one of the movies I was going to like better, Incredible Hulk or The Hulk, but I watched Incredible Hulk twice because after I watched it with you guys, I watched it again with Paquita and I watched this movie a couple weeks ago with her and then watched it again with you guys. I will say that I very much prefer The Incredible Hulk because I do think that the acting performances are better, generally speaking. Uh, I do think that the actors have better chemistry. I'm just I'm thinking of uh, Roth in that movie, and I'm just like, uh, I, uh he's so yeah. bad. <laughs> so at least we didn't have airbrush. Like, but Tim Roth is having a blast. Tim Roth airbrushed like a... muscles and shit. And yeah, like, but Tim Roth is enjoying himself. He did that for his kids. He wanted to do a movie where his kids could watch it and see him being a cool action dad. He's obviously having a blast being an action hero, and I, I appreciate that. 
and and the action sequences I really enjoy. I love the jumping jeeps. I, I think the action sequences were much better than you guys give it credit for. Especially love the campus. Oh sequence. no, no, I like I like so, when so he's I very much cap. prefer the Incredible Hulk. But I I do find this movie really interesting mm-hmm. to watch too. I see your criticisms. For me personally, it works a lot better than it does for you guys. I don't want to see either of them ever again. I don't watch Incredible Hulk. I, I need to buy Incredible Hulk. I, I'm sorry that I don't own it. I would much rather own that than my girlfriend bought Guardians of the Galaxy, thinking, oh yeah, I'll get that for you. It's like, yeah, great, okay, I'm not. Really that into Guardians, but you know I still haven't watched it ever since she even you know I feel bad about it, but I, her family watched it. I haven't watched it since she bought it, but I've watched Incredible Hulk twice on your copy, so and I'm looking forward to watching it again. So you future. like Incredible Hulk better than Guardians? Yeah, Guardians one. Yeah, fuck, I got it. I, it's 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 the worst. Gar- Incredible Hulk is the worst Marvel movie. Obviously, I disagree. I For starters, there's Ant Man. No, Ant Man uh, is way better. Way 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 better. Yeah, um, way, way pussier. Way way lamer. Oh, you talking about safer. safe? You talking about yeah, safe shit? You telling me Incredible Hulk isn't safe? It's two, it's two action but it's sequences. It's got some really good action sequences. And I, I, I man, you're not going to change uh, the action mind. sequences. Ant Man are way better. Sorry, they're way better. The fucking shrieking and blowing shit up is way more interesting than fucking that PlayStation Two sequence at the end of fucking Incredible Hulk. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not even going to argue Ant Man versus Incredible Hulk. I'm not. I'm not going to have you. You're not going to make me do this. <laughs> not make me do this. There's no way. Um. Anyway, I, this movie has oh, some weird... Also, well, I mean, I hate to keep picking on Ant-Man because there's still Thor. Especially Thor The Dark World. Come on. You haven't even seen it since the first time you saw it. And you went into that movie not even liking it because you hate it. You always got into the whole, what was better, Thor or Captain America First Avenger, blah, blah, blah. And you got all mad about those two. And so, ah, Thor sucks. So you thought Thor sucked before Thor Dark World ever came out. And you no, sucked. Actually, I, and you I left liked, the theater and you said I liked sucked. Thor the first time I saw it. And then when I watched it again on home video, I was like, holy shit, this sucks. Ah, the original Thor is just fine, dude. It's funny. It's a good movie. Chill out. Good lord. Anyway, yeah, so I thought this, there's some interesting stuff in this movie that I'd forgotten about, and a lot of the rest of it makes me want to fall asleep. To bring it to a close, let's rank the Hulk. Um, and I mean, tie the for last. actors who played the Hulk. Oh, 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 it's. Uh, Ruffalo? Ruffalo is by far the best Hulk. Now, could he carry a whole movie or something? I don't know. Like, if, if he has to have a love interest and wrestle with a love interest and that anguish and torment, maybe he wouldn't be able to pull that off. I don't know. But in, this, in these snippets of these appearances that he has in these larger movies, I really like Mark Ruffalo as, as Bruce Banner, and then the other two guys are not good. Okay. Uh, Bill Bixby's still number one in my book. Oh, Bixby's the freaking dopest dope ever. I like Mark Ruffalo. My girlfriend really likes Mark Ruffalo, starting with 13 going on 30 and then on to the Brothers Bloom. I think the first thing I'd ever seen him in was the Brothers Bloom. And I've grown to like him. She's shown me a lot of his movies and I enjoy his work. I don't think he's that great of a Bruce Banner, though. And I really, I think his Hulk's better than, than probably the best of the Hulks in terms of the actual, the vocab performance. And oh, stuff. yeah. That's um, a, and certainly the that's design just the of the got stronger. It's 2017, 18. But so I just don't better. buy him as Bruce Banner. He never, he's too much of a hippie, cool, laid back kind of guy. I don't really buy him as Banner. So I have a tough time between him and Ed Norton because at least I almost buy Ed Norton, sort of, kind of. At least he kind of looks the part a little bit more. I really feel like Ruffalo is doing a Bill Bixby and Impersonation and uh, and that's better than anything Ed Norton did. Uh, but, but it's still it's very much still uh, Bill Bixby and of course Ban is not even deserving to be mentioned in their, the same breath as the other guys. I, said, I just I don't really know. I, I mean, as much as everybody loves Mark Ruffalo, I, I just don't think it's really you can't really compare them. He hasn't carried tried to carry an entire Hulk movie by himself. So as much as I want to just say it's Mark Ruffalo, I, th- I think he could carry a movie. I just I still don't feel like he's 
my hope. You know, I, I just I enjoy, don't know. I, I love him. I think he's great in the movies. At this I point, enjoy seeing him. At this but, point, his Hulk has sort of evolved into a kind of hokey. Bruce Banner's kind of this hokey schizo. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I don't you know don't if I, the, I don't know for two hours if I could handle that. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know if I could for two hours. I maybe I could if you told a dedicated Hulk movie well, playing off other guys. Actor. I think you could maybe get to that place. It's just that he's not in the Avengers movies and in, in Ragnarok. He's not there. He doesn't. He doesn't go there. He can't get as dark as he needs. I'm saying we've never. We've never. He's never had to do that so i can't yeah, really there's one scene in avengers where he's talking about going to the dark place where they're all fighting and everything and, and loki's trying to get him to hulk out that that's the closest he's gotten i would say okay i mean that's, they... that's one scene uh, ruffalo i'm fine with him yeah man eric band is bad i don't know why they picked this dude All right, we got Facebook likes from Keith G. Baker, Allie Batts, Derek William Crabb, Joe Crawford, Ryan Daly, DeBeche, Grant Richter, and Pat Sampson. Keith also gave us a Google Plus like. Our retweet frantic ones include Dr. Ange, Firestorm Fan, Randomitable, Relatively Geeky, Ciscoid, and Talk Nerdy to Me. Keepers of the Favorite Flame includes Anime Freaks, Anime Nostalgia, Anthony Joseph Loves Alternative Comics, Backseat Directors, Biko Django, Bronze Age Babies, CJ Fock, Chris at Bad Books for Beginners, Chronosphere Fiction, Comic-Con Junkies, Delon Baumgarten, Daniel French Fishbonius Sound Design, Delvin Darkweb Felix Slider, Doc Strange, Dr. Genealogist, DSRA Podcast, Dwight L. McPherson, Ava Zoneca Art, Fanholes Podcast, Green Lantern HG, The Hammer Strikes, History of Comics on Film, The Hoopers, IG-88, Jasper's Outfits, Jeff Worden, Jennifer DeRoss, Jerry McMullen, Jerry Whitworth, Jim Esquivel, John Horsley, Kaiser Leo, Constantinos P, The List Game, Longbox Crusade, Lost in Time, Lyria Exchange, Martin Gray, Max Romero, The Nerd Rage Podcast, Nerdfix Strangers, Nethead, Nexus of All, Nicole, Occam's Eraser, Paul Matthew Carr, Raphael Antonio, Randy Andrews, Retropolis Tees, Sean Merritt, Steve Sellers, Varangian Vigilante, W.C. Souter, Willie Yarbrough, Wolverton Thief of Impossible Objects, Words and Pictures, Yamila Gomez, and Yoart. So now quite enough sayers. David Schnelby wrote of episode 85, Marvel Studios Avengers Infinity War. I saw you linked www.lyriacomicexchange.com to the podcast. Very cool. Ryan Daly wrote, As distressing as this is to admit, Mr. Fixit wasn't the only one to think of the movie 7 during Infinity War. When the heroes have Thanos pinned down on Titan and they're trying to rip the gauntlet off his hand, once Quill starts asking about Gamora, I knew he was going to fuck up their plan because I flashed to the end of 7. When Kevin Spacey taunts Brad Pitt into becoming Wrath, even though Morgan Freeman and everyone in the audience is shouting, No, jackass, don't do it, you're so close. Keith G. Baker wrote of episode 86, Universal Studios and Marvel Studios, The Incredible Hulk 10th Anniversary Edition, in which we find out that Miles Morales is the McRib of the Spider-Verse. I'm guessing Ben Riley was the McPizza. And Mac chimed in, fucking McLean Deluxe. Chris at Bad Books for Beginners writes, Face Front True Believers. Dirk Ashton writes, Thanks RSP. Randy Andrews offers, Good score to that movie. Jeffrey DeRoss wrote, I actually really liked that movie. Dwight McPherson said, We liked it as well. Now the Angley movie, that's another story. When Mac noted that that's the episode that you're listening to now, that we had just recorded, Dwight went, Nope. And left us a gif of some sort of a crustacean or octopus or something scurrying along an ocean floor rapidly. And wrote, better you than me, friend. Flying Jew wrote, we're talking about the one that came after Iron Man, right? This movie wasn't half bad. I still don't know why people dislike it. IG-88 wrote, the Planet Hulk cartoon was my favorite. I know you can't compare with animation. Hopefully Marvel will come out with new Hulk movie in future. And offered a the image of the cartoon Planet Hulk and uh, Alex Ross artwork. We'll throw that up on the blog. Same with that during the Yeah. <laughs>
Finally, the Merry Marvel Marching Society, 20th Century Geek, the 108th Sage, Adam Ironberry, Amy Stewart Hale, Angel Velasquez, Avalon Rising, Bill Scarab Beetle, Bobcat, Bone Dragon Comic, Brody's Kitchen, The Buff Geek Podcast, Canoes, Caroline Wells, Cash Flag, Collected Edition, Comics in the Golden Age, Daniel Blake, Dirk Ashton, Ed Moore, Teal Production, Fair City Podcast, Felipe Alves de O, Finding Negro, The Black Manta Movie, Gabriel Blake, Gloria Pardo, Goldmine Productions, Gregory Litchfield, into the Weird, Jason Handelman, Jeffrey Brown, Joe Crawford, Just in Time with the J&T Baggers, Justice First On, Keith G. Baker, Long Box of Darkness, Matt Stacy, Nick One Day Left Quibben, Rad Adventures Podcasting Network, Randy Caldwell, Resurrections, and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast, Richard Field, Ryan Daly, Secret Wars of Beyond Podcast, Son of Cthulhu, Stu Perrin, Tim Price, Tony Saponi, Twist Isle Productions, Zach Sally, and Zena Schultz. The Marvel Superheroes Podcast is in no way affiliated with or endorsed by Marvel Entertainment. All characters mentioned and audio clips employed are believed covered under fair use, with no infringement intended against their copyright holders. The views expressed in this podcast are assumed legitimate, truthful, and solely possessed by the speaker. I can still remember how that music used to make me smile. This is Rock and Roll Radio. Come on, let's rock and roll with the remote. Okay. Are you going to make a, a new intro for this? I'm here to talk about one song, so here I go. Welcome to One Song Each. This podcast is going into a song. Whoever's with us, but usually the three of us, Diablo Frank. Illegal Machine, Mr. Fix It. We're going to take a few minutes to talk about a song. One song. Each of us will bring one song to the table. So we're just going to pick a song and talk about it. Choose a random song without consulting the others and without picking a theme. No themes. Except for the times when we'll pick a theme. Well, we'll, we'll tell you for But generally a- speaking. Sometimes we talk about the artist's career overall. Sometimes we talk about a particular album. You can either be technical or more intimate. There's no prescribed link. There's no prescribed content. Randomly pulled from our brains. Do you play the song itself? And we mm-hmm. play the song for each other and then comment with a story, an anecdote. The actual meaning of the song or more history. Either what the song means to them or what life experience that that was the soundtrack to. What it triggers in your memory. All right, you guys want to hear my song? I think it's probably one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. I'm in the middle of this parking lot and I just start dancing. It sort of became our song. I turned up the radio. I will never in my life forget that performance. I want to talk about what I think is the greatest American love song. Do you like good music? If you don't love the blues, you have a hole in your soul. What happens when we rap about like the actual world and people are like, what? But because of the mood of the song, it made me feel sad. I felt this melancholy. And even after the song was over with, that melancholy stayed with me. After that, every time I got in any kind of relationship and the girl would break my heart, this is the song I'd crawl back to. This is a World's Fine Podcast. That's one song each, and it's a very interesting concept. 